and he's like, and we're, by the way, we're recording. Like, yeah, oh, this is, yeah, it doesn't just plan. I'm like, who is that? Yeah. God damn it. One of us said a, a racial slur. This is what it's like in his head. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't give away all the secrets, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Bobby? You got to catch the secrets <laughs> at the end. Listen, we need the, the full listening uh, clips. You, they, we only capture a, a listener for the first 30 minutes. It really doesn't count. <laughs> With that said, how you doing, Bobby? I'm doing good, you? <laughs> not so bad. Ah, not so bad, you? It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you as well. It's been a minute. Yeah, we took took a week off. Yeah. Uh, had, uh, had some business to attend to. Good old business. All, all around business. So uh, we're back, and we have a uh, a pretty uh, a pretty rad guest today. Uh, he has not only traveled uh, really far, or furthest probably, uh, traveled yes. Pretty much came from California. Almost. Uh, did it... Uh, once before, in which we had to cancel last <laughs> second because uh, you were a little under the weather. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that wasn't great. Mm-mm. So uh, just real quick, welcome to Industry Secrets, <laughs> the podcast where we talk shit and talk shop. Um, today we have um, a very special guest and uh, a great friend of mine, uh, Mr. Brandon Richter. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for traveling the furthest any guest ever has. Yeah, only for you. I wouldn't, Not me. I wouldn't do this for anybody you. else. Well, maybe that. two more people, but that's about it. Listen, Matt appreciates. <laughs> there's like seven, there's like seven people tops. Ten, ten most. Maybe, yeah. Most, yeah. Well, then, yeah. That, that's my entire circle. Then, yeah. yeah. I think like maybe yeah, it'd be like me, Matt, and then uh, East Side. I don't know that you hang out with anyone else in the East. Um, no. Well, actually, like our best friends, people we travel over the world with, uh, they live even further. So, like, when you take whatever is, is that the two hundred two, and it goes and it starts going north. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I'm just Keep here going. For whoever's listening and they live to this. way out there, like it what's it, Apache Junction? Oh yeah, them. right, right before there. Good old AJ. Yeah, Ooh, yes. the classiest of all. Yeah. So they, but usually we, we pick a meeting spot in the, in the middle. middle. Yeah, because it's, it's like an hour and a half each way. So it's like West Tempe. No, usually it's North Scottsdale. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's right off the freeway. Listen, I make the effort to come see you. You do, I'm and that's why friend. I could never say no to you. Yeah, I don't travel with you as often as I'd like, but obviously I'm a real friend. Uh, we need to change that. Fellow friends, just so you're listening. Uh, <laughs> yes, actually we do. Um, I'm supposed to be vacationing more this year, according to Jacqueline. Me so, too. Let's do um, it. Yeah, we should. You know, That'll be fun. I'll need some good stories. Yeah, I actually uh, was listening to Jacqueline listen to a few of the podcasts uh, yesterday. So what I'm excited about is the uh, to continue the tradition of making plans on this podcast that never gets <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Seeing a friend I haven't seen in a year, like, we really should hang out more. Yeah, Dude, we should. Uh-huh. And then you never do. You, me, and Andy made plans on this podcast to go to Bruja. <laughs> and I'm the only one that went. And I was trying not to. <laughs> Uh, so I, I really thought that was hilarious. I really would have loved to have gone to that. Oh no, it was, was that it last was, weekend. It was Saturday. I was yeah. I was at cheap all Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Listen, I I was trying not to go to it in the end just because like you know it was supposed to be like the Oso collab and then I was going to go hang out for Bruhaha, but like and then like once the you know we had a kind of a a, a brew house issue we had to shut down and, and fix so that kind of kicked uh, the Oso collab out till yeah, eight, eight, eight till April just in case anyone wonders how brewing works it's. A really tight schedule. So uh, I was just like, well, Very I'm not going schedule. up for the Oso collab. And then, like, am I just driving up to work a festival that my guys are up there to work? And then my homie, or my, my, my northern guy at homie, uh, shout out Jake, uh, he got COVID. And so I had to go anyways. <laughs> and so. Well, uh, yeah. speaking of those tight schedules, like, we got our collab out in time for, like, by the hours. Y- like, yeah. its release date was, like, a few hours before the whole reason we brewed it. 
Yeah, I had actually dropped the cases off, um, what was it, like 1130 uh, the day of the show. For their 7 o'clock show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty tight. It's pretty <laughs> in the eight-hour window. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was super dope. But hey, uh, Michelle over at the Nile, shout out. She was more than accommodating and, and, and very lovely to work with. And uh, and they sold out. Yeah, and she really made it happen. And uh, yeah, it sold out before. Uh, so well, they even got on. Yeah, Viscerate Earth was like the, the, the other big name that kind of went before um, Fit for an Autopsy. And we were out of it before they even went on. So and was, speaking of the band name, what was the name of the collab? Uh, Fit for a Hoptopsy. Ooh! You know, getting real nice. illiterate with it. Right? Yeah. Literate? Or Literary. Listen. Uh, uh, onomatopoeia. Um, however. I'm just here to make the names, not understand what it means. <laughs> In any case, um, yeah, no, we uh, obviously did that with uh, your guys' company, and it was rad. And uh, that is what uh, Mr. Brandon Richter is uh, drinking right now. Thoughts? It's pretty good. Input? It's actually really good. This is my style. It's not hazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, West Coast. Is, yeah. West Coast. Best Coast. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. West Side, West Coast. Well, I mean, definitely Coast. You're uh, haze boy. <laughs> side. Get out. <laughs> yeah, if you're a haze boy, you can get out. You can get out. But yeah, uh, Bobby went up uh, with my crew and uh, did the collab. I uh, I had COVID at the time because it's just going around. Nerd. Uh, so I uh, I did the smart thing and uh, did not risk the health of like 100 employees at the facility uh, and stayed home. They're going to get it from somebody else. Right. But they would have definitely got it from me on that Saturday, Friday. And Brett, like, said, uh, if you even feel under the weather, stay home. Oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm trying to keep these guys healthy. So uh, the message was loud and clear, and uh, I just stayed home. And it was good because I was very miserable, and I would have just ruined everyone. Did you go time. stir crazy at home? Uh, by the last day. I just mainly slept, really. So, um, Dude, I got to say, the uh, going up and – because I went up to Williams and did the, did the collab – and the day before, like the night before, Alex texts me, fuck my life, I think I have COVID. <laughs> and I go, well, how am I going to have conversation when I'm up there? <laughs> like, I have to do work to talk to people I don't know? Like, that's the hardest part is you're like, oh, there's four of you that know each other. And then my ass awkwardly standing around. Like, so, like, most of my conversation just, like, Phil was like, so you guys like brewing beer? <laughs> Beer's, beer's so, pretty cool. They're asked that question all the time. <laughs> so the thing you get paid to do, you, you like it? Is this, uh, did you did tell you, them how you like to homebrew in yeah. the recipe you made? <laughs> so what hops did we put in this? <laughs> I know. I'm so sick of that it, question. It's almost like which is more inseparable. Someone who like thinks they know as much or are trying to like, they're, they're trying to impress you by like almost like trying to like, no more than you, which is it's just own. they're just dropping buzzwords, and you're like, Ugh. Yes. yeah, yeah. Some guy came in and he said, It was like this weekend, and he said, I only drink beers that are dry hopped. Okay, okay. Are, your, are your IPAs dry hopped? Yeah, yeah. they are. Yep, uh, it would no, be weird I'm if out, they were. I'm, I know, I'm I want to produce the, the, the dry hop, dry hop free IPAs is actually what we're most known for. You know what? You should have done was <laughs> did he have a beer in front of him? No, he was an older dude and he just walked in. We have a lot of those people that come in and they're like new, and then where we're at, we're in, it's kind of in the suburbs, yeah. so we get random people all the time on a daily basis. Somebody's new walks he in and gets they don't the know shit olds. about it. Yeah, he we do. We do. It sucks. I, I feel like there's a part of me where like. Like you kind of have to like quickly measure how much the worth that they could be spending at your business, and like 
I only like, drink beers that are dry hopped. Do you do that? And go, nope. <laughs> I do sometimes. <laughs> well, that's I you. do sometimes. It's just like, you know, the whole <laughs> thing about, well, what's the lightest thing you got? Water. Yeah, yeah. 90% of the people think it's funny. Yeah. We only had a couple go, well, I was rude. I go, what's the truth? Yeah. Uh, don't like, ask dude, why questions. are you here? Look at the board. Yeah. Beverages are served here. Yeah, I just, I just don't understand that. Also, and what do you mean by light? Yeah, yeah. You don't have wine. How do, you, how do you not have wine? It's my fucking brewery, man. I mean, yeah. I'm not a winery. Yeah, I brewed. I didn't brew grape juice. Yeah, I, I just it's it's so frustrating sometimes, water. but it just I'm used to it now. I mean, we just five years, mm-hmm. and now I'm just finally learning to just roll with it and just yeah. whatever. It's dude. like your your prep to that is just go to a beer fest. You're like, oh, answer the same twelve questions thirty. That's why I don't go to beer fest. Yeah, it, uh, it, I love it, beer it fest. is frustrating for people to come into your business and be like you should be doing this and it's like okay but i am in fact doing this and if you would like to do this with me i'm here i had some old lady and do that to me yesterday if you're looking for whatever the fuck it is you're looking for somebody else has got it who's not me like i just don't understand the entitlement of like once you've entered a business like Somehow you're beholden to their dollar. Like, I don't give a fuck about your money. Eat dick if you're going to act like that. Get out of here. Yeah, like we had the we had this couple come in, and I'm still going to make a name out of it because her name, her name was uh, Yolanda. And she came in, and they were complaining about our music. We listen to rock music and metal all the time. Yeah. And so I was in the brewery, and I come walking out, and I'm like, why is this so quiet in here? What's happening? My son's looking at me. He runs the bar. Bless, Bless you. you. And, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't get to say it this time. You ain't get to say it this time. I was a little distracted, Debbie. Sorry. Yeah. So he um, he looks at me and she goes, "We told him to turn that shit off." And I go, "What?" Oh, you? She goes, "Yeah, we don't listen to that kind of shit." <laughs> and I'm like, "What the hell?" So my son comes over and goes, "Yeah, she wanted to put on country music." And I said, "No." And she's like, "Are you fucking with me?" He's like, "No, we're not putting on country music." So I was, like, but I was pissed. He turned it off. But you I was like, "You want me to change the music for yeah, the you, two of you?" Also, yep. you want me to change the vibe of what the business I've established to please two? Yep. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Yeah. And then we another couple finally came in, and they're sitting there looking around because it's fucking awkward. You're everybody's yeah. sitting there's all quiet, and so we had, we had already gone and queued up a bunch of songs in a row, and right away we just started with like "Seek and Destroy" and just yeah. like turn the volume up, and then she they finally left. And I was like, oh, man, I cannot wait for the Yelp review on this. Oh, yeah. Not even two hours later. Uh, no yeah, way. Yeah, we were unaccommodating. God, fuck people. Dude, I was... Uh, like, I'll Yelp your fucking face, bitch. I was bartending at the D.C. Steakhouse. Ah, see? Everyone thought I was going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, if anyone doesn't know, it's white tablecloth, like, really nice steakhouse from this like long badass like kind of like established steakhouse owner from wisconsin like killer family like just really nice place he's really into sinatra and elvis and there's a vibe dude and he's still got it he you know was part of the expansion in downtown chandler he still has a great business i remember i was bartending there like maybe the first six months we were open a guy comes in and he talks right at the door and he like comes over to the bar and he's just like kind of looking things i was like hey what can i help you with he's like he's like oh yeah we're um we're going to come in here and eat later. He's like, is, is, is this the kind of music you guys have here? And I, you know, I was just like, it's just like Sinatra. I was like, yeah, kind of, I guess. God, it'd be so great to be like, no. I know. You and mean I, the music playing right now? Yeah, I don't know no, where that's, that's coming from. And, and, yeah. and then I, because of this next part of the interaction, I've never forgotten it. In fact, it kind of lives in my head rent-free a lot. He's just like, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I don't think we can eat and listen to big band music. 
Okay. Thanks anyways. And just like walks away from me. And I'm just like. You're welcome. I hope you guys can survive like, that. I was just like. Also, why, like, you're coming why? to dinner with people that you hopefully enjoy. You should enjoy the like... conversation and their presence. Not like, everybody, be, be real quiet for a minute and just listen to this music. Yeah, like... That none of us like. Yeah, and it's not like it's, like, playing over, like, service. Like, you can still hear more silverware than, like, you know, Sammy Davis. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, come on, guys. And it's just like, it's just like Elvis and, like, what you might consider, like, fucking your dad, your grandpa's Don't fuck rock, your dad. You know what I mean? Like... Dude, not, don't knock Elvis. Also, a steakhouse where you can get hash rounds like covered in cheddar cheese because they're from Wisconsin. Like, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It's like For where are you drawing? Side like, dish. what are you drawing the line at here? This is like, like a fancy Culver's. Yeah, I mean, it's the Waffle House of family steak. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you want your steak smothered and covered? I sure do. <laughs> So I, I do have more questions for about shitty customers, or I have some questions I've not asked you. Any <laughs> we questions. do a lot of shit talking on this podcast. Uh, I, yeah, However, that's what we do generally. Um, I don't get to kick off this podcast. We're going to put a pin in this. <laughs> put a pin in it, baby. And then we'll circle back to uh, terrible customers and their entitlement. Uh, but Bobby, do you want to kick us off? I'd love to. All right, Bobby. Uh, Brandon, have you ever shit your pants? <laughs> so... I- <laughs> Obviously, I listened to you guys, so I had I've had a story, and, All right. and then um, so the story was always no, but I have thrown up in them. What into the pants? Yeah, not on the pants. <laughs> no, into them. This has got to be a great story. So this is like another reason why. I just someone give me a bucket beer like, fest. I got jeans. So I forgot which <laughs> beer fest it jeans. was, and uh, I hadn't opened the brewery yet. I was still in the planning because I wasn't planning forever, and. I was trying to get people to go, and most of I wanted a DD. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or just so, help. So I got my brother, my cousin, and my cousin's wife's going to go, and she's going to be our DD. Awesome. So we walk in, and she comes up. She goes, what do I do with all these tickets? And I go, what do you mean? She goes, they gave me a cup and these tickets. It's like, to the DD? Okay, cool. I got I got more free beer. Yeah. <laughs> and so at the time, I was like really into barrel aging shit. You know, I was so good. loved it. And my cousin was like, no, this stuff's shitty so we'd walk up and <laughs> i'd get i'd get 15, one and he beers. would get it and he'd be like no so i'd take it and slam it and then his oh. his wife was right behind him and she was just oh here and she'd get it filled and she hand it to me <laughs> you're tripling down yeah. oh yeah you so know I, getting through one of those cards is dangerous yeah exactly like, but back then we were all like we were men we could do this we, we didn't want to leave any coupon not yeah, used yeah, yeah. I, if you don't use all your tickets use a yeah bitch. and i used then and uh, and more yeah. I, it's, I don't even know how many is i don't remember leaving I remember going back to his house and sitting in the chair, and we're waiting for his brother, my other cousin, to show up. We're gonna go eat, and I'm thinking, I I can't get up. Oh shit, I don't want to do. And I'm sitting there. Like, uh oh, I'm like something's happening. So I ran to the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, it starts coming out of me. So I'm sitting there, and then I'm like, uh oh, it's gonna come up too. Oh no! But I but I can't get up off the toilet, yeah. and I'm like, well, there's a, there's a little hole there. I'm gonna aim for that. <laughs> Didn't didn't quite make it. It's like a sniper on a hundred or yeah. a mile long shot. And, the, and nope. the, the thing I remember, which was crazy, as I'm throwing up, I'm it was needle. coming out black because oh. all I was oh. barely shit. Yeah, and for like, a second, that's... I remember I go, "Oh, that's cool." <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I'm throwing up black, and I'm thinking that's cool. Uh, yeah, because yeah, that's not barrel aged beer. That's definitely blood. Yeah, yeah I was like, first thing I thought, I was like, oh, barrel aged beer. Yeah, and, and <laughs> so we're personal. We're friends here. So yeah, that, yeah. I was like. Fuck, what do I do? So I, like, I took my clothes off and I like like rinsed them out. Well, and at least then, it looked like you shit your pants. Yeah, it yeah, it did. God it did. And then I um I was the like, well these like way. these are like really nice underwear. It's like the like my, my 
Calvin Klein underwear. Yeah. Or, no, my, my, like my Tommy one's like, I don't want to save these. So I remember like oh, <laughs> ringing them Lord. out and putting them in my pocket. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, what do I do with these? And so I was like, I'll be right back. And I went out in my car and I put them in the trunk. And then I came back inside and passed out. And I, about four or five hours later, I had to drive home. And oh, I remember yeah. driving home and I was like, oh, man, that was pretty fucked up. And then I forgot that they were in the trunk. <laughs> and then for like like a week, and like, oh shit, they're back there. And I remember my wife finally, she's like, what the hell is this? I'm like, oh yeah, remember that beer fest? God. She's like, and you saved them? I'm like, yeah. She's like, there's no fucking way. Throw those out. I'm not touching those. Yeah. Oh, and that's now like fermented, molded. Yeah. Pukey. It was bad. Barrel aged underwear. It was bad. Dude, uh, speaking of that, where you like throw up and it's black because you're drinking barrel aged beer. I did a, uh, when I was younger, I did a uh, ice cream eating contest. And it was like a three-way photo finish. And it was a lot of ice cream. And so, like, hands behind your back, you're just smashing your face Ugh. into a plate of, like, into, like, four pints of ice cream. Ugh. So, there's all these judges around. They're like, honestly, we have no idea who won. So, we're going to do another round. Come on, fat kids. <laughs> and there's, it's no joke, like, two or three pints of ice cream. Ugh. And, like, Hershey's chocolate syrup, whipped cream, cherry, sprinkles, chocolate chips, like, slices of banana. It was has food trauma for think, think like a mountain on a Dixie plate, like oh. just so much ice cream. So I was like, "Well, I want to win." Like, and in hindsight, there wasn't a prize. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, it was just. Uh, I didn't ever realize that until I just he said that. Really like no prizes. Uh, it was just bragging rights. They're a winner. Uh, it was just bragging rights, and uh, so the three and these of adults us... still were like, "There's no prize, and we can't determine the winners." So instead of free ice cream, just being but like, I mean, "Hey, it was free ice cream," they're like, "Whip up three more of these yeah. real quick." Well, you know those like they're like the I don't know like three gallon tubs of ice cream you see it like the Bobby three is holding up the equivalent ones. of a like, tiki scorpion bowl. like think if you go to like a <laughs> like a cold stone and like what they're scooping out of we have like four or five of these and so oh, by the time are, you're done those are gallon uh they're containers. way bigger than a gallon they're way bigger yeah those, oh, no, those, those are old school gallon. thrifty yeah, ones that you that like it looks like one of those pails from uh, yeah, Home yeah, Depot. Yeah, yeah those are the five gallon uh ice cream yeah so what we always we do it we did every year and uh so we started off with all that and then once that's done, we just everybody who's there to watch and participate can just get free ice cream. Well, since we did the second round, and we're like, all right, we're just, let's see who wins. And so we get the second one, and I didn't win. But when I was done, I get up and I was like, oh, that's that's more ice cream than anybody should eat. And just the pure amount of lactose that oh, your so body's going to reject no matter what. It just, well, I was just so full at that moment. I was already just ready to throw up. So I oh. literally, like, I run, like, 30 yards away. And I'm like, I'm going to throw up. And I start puking. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be so bad. And as I'm just vomiting, ice cold puke. Oh. And it there. tasted delicious. Oh. Which, because oh, yeah. it's it bucks, just it ice cream. Yeah. Uh, dude, as I'm vomiting in your head, you're like, this is puke. Doesn't taste good. It's ice cream. It's cold. And it tastes like ice cream. It just gets in your head even more. You're like, this is so gross that I think this vomit's good that it just makes you continuously Ugh. vomit. Uh, and I gotta say, like, the pile of vomit on the floor looked very similar to, like, the starting plate of ice cream you work with. Uh, <laughs> it just is a mess of, like, syrups oh, yeah. and blended Ugh. colors and sprinkles. Like, oh, I don't, I, it's, sometimes it's hard to think about eating ice cream. <laughs> no. 
Well, I mean, I know I'm not grabbing a pipe tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I got to ask, Brandon, did you ever harvest any of those underwear yeasties and uh, try to ferment them? Oh, or? God, nowadays I probably could have. It would have been the greatest thing. Put that with donuts, send it to space, yeah. bring it back. Who mm-hmm. fucking cares? Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah just we isolated it, and it's the great – yeah, I don't know. That would be a great – got to be a great name in there somewhere, but – Isolated underwear. Well, yeah. listen, if you ever make uh, like a Saison or a wild fermented beer, you can call it uh, – uh, what would you call it? Like trunk jeans or something like that? I had something that drifted out of my mind as I was trying to. Damn it. All right, I'll something think in my again. Tommies. Oh, uh, you call something it, in you, my Tommies. You call it farmhouse jeans? Oh, that's a good uh, one. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, well, yeah. who's the dude? Who was the guy that was like, was oh Wahlberg? He was like the model for it back then. Wasn't Mark, he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marky Mark. Marky yeah. Mark Aurelius. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, <laughs> I don't know who that is. No, that, is that it's my favorite Twitter handle because oh. it, Mark Aurelius is considered like the greatest philosopher king of all time, and then there's Marky Mark. You couldn't have two different people, so it's Marky Mark Aurelius. That makes sense. It's fun. Well, Marky Mark's like the greatest rapper of our time, so um, of our parents' time. In any case, <laughs> uh, I almost listen. We got the him. '90s, like we won. Uh, yeah. Tupac, Biggie. All the guys, now Tupac Shakur. It's just Tupac. No, the other Tupac. Yeah, it's just Tupac. Well, there is a Tupac Shakur yeah. uh, in New York uh, that is not Tupac. Is that a restaurant? Like Madonna. It's Tupac because uh, some dude changed his name. Uh, well, I don't know. It's why probably the like same this. one. Why are he's not like... really dead? And neither is Elvis. At, at, lives. Listen, just mathematically. And birds aren't real. At, at no, this but, point, no, Elvis actually... is just already dead mathematically at this point right but he lived the rest of his days somewhere really fun just like jesus yep Yep. (laughs) that's how it all happened (laughs) the end they were both kings so (laughs) they're fucking kings man living like kings Uh, well brandon uh i did want to get back to you uh before we get into some of our more structured questions because we were kind of on a roll shit talking uh yeah what's the clientele which is perfect yeah oh yeah fuck Um, clients yeah, they are <laughs> the worst. But um, I don't know if you, the, you, you've you experienced this yet, but uh, people will just come in, they'll take a look around, and they've just decided they don't like your feng shui. <laughs> and they're just like, I'm going to move this table over here, or let me just oh, put these man. two together. And, and, and there's ask. someone within, like, touching distance they could ask, but they don't. They just are like, I'm just going to, you know what, uh, that coffee table, like, it's like, if you were in my living room, and you didn't like the way my couch was facing, would you, like, pick up the end and, like, pivot it around, you Probably. fucking animal? Yeah, this is the entitlement of some of these people. It's crazy. It's shocking so, to me, but I'm almost not shocked anymore. I mean, literally, this happened last weekend. We have a bunch of tables on our patio. We're not using because it's hard to find fucking chairs, and I can't find the right chairs that go with these little tables. So we have barrels out there and another high top and stuff. And my son texts me and goes, yeah, I think we're going to get a, a bad Yelp review. I go, what happened? <laughs> He's like, these, these old fucking old people are in here, and... They wanted more tables, so they go and start grabbing the, the tables with no chairs and dragging them out. And then they were pissed. From they, the inside. No, from they were still on the outside, but they're okay. like put a, to the side, like right near the fence, but they're nowhere near the seating area. Okay. You can tell, hey, we're not using these. They're dirty. They're dusty. I blow them off, wipe them off periodically, but they're, they're just kind of sitting there for right now because yeah. I don't have a place inside my sure. place to store anything right now. So then they're bringing them from over there now. On yeah, the- and now they bring them out, and then they, and then they complain that they were dirty. Yeah. Like, they're fuck. not in use. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it was supposed to stay where it was and you weren't supposed to sit there. It, it is my favorite thing where they go find like some part of the restaurant they're not supposed to be sitting at or occupying. They're like, oh, well, basement was dirty. Well, it's not open to the public. And they're so. in your mash tub. Yeah. 
Like, this isn't yeah, exactly. very comfortable. Like, that's because yeah. you're not supposed to be here. Excuse me. That's, that's why I put signs up all over. I, I did it ironically at first. It was like, you know, do not enter. <laughs> There's a giant stop sign. No appointments. No uh, tours without appointments. Mm-hmm. Just any sign I can relate to. Stay out of my fucking brewery. Because yep. we have this giant-ass door, and it's heavy as fuck. And the guy that built it really didn't kind of know what he was doing, I think. And so it keeps sagging. Replaced the, he's replaced the door hangers a couple of times. So now it's like hard as fuck to like slide this thing. So we like slide it open and we leave it open like two, three feet. Yeah. Well, people think it's an invitation to go check it out. <laughs> Dude. That's I, crazy. They just leave their whole brewery open. Yeah. Let's just ah, go in there. I have not one, but two signs on the front of my door that say, do not fucking ring my doorbell or knock on my door. And they're both mostly polite. You know, one is that like, has polite. all the logos. It has like a logo FedEx, UPS, like, please do not, you know, ring or knock. And then another one that says no soliciting and then like listen out just like very like it's the only thing on the front of my door and still once a month FedEx will drop a package and ring my fucking doorbell with their logo right there that says do not knock or ring my doorbell. And then my seven fucking animals go batshit crazy. And then my poodle starts scampering around the house. And that's a giant animal compared to the rest of them. And it becomes this disruptive nonsense. And I would just rather skip it. But literally, like, to your point, like, as many signs, like, just because the door's open two feet doesn't mean all of these signs magically stopped mattering. Well, there's it, it, there's just that this randomness of... Oh, I'm special that I'm I, special I can do boy. this. Yeah. Or if the door's open, I'm just going to look at it. I'm not going to touch anything, but I want to w- yeah. look around in there. They won't and, mind. I just, I'm just shocked. I, I mean, God, we had this one guy that would come in because next door is this, 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 this slow karate studio. And this dude, ah, this dude ah, would so come funny. in. Oh, nice. He didn't. He didn't his his like kid to would make go it over soured there. twice. Yeah, oh. it's like well, the average demographic over there is like probably sixty eight years old. Literally, there was this dude. He would he, he would wheel in an oxygen tank with them, <laughs> and then he'd sit in a chair. And, he's like hi, and he'd like do like fancy waving <sighs> yeah. movements, and then he'd leave. We haven't seen him in years, so I'm. You know, I'm sure he moved on to greener pastures, but <laughs> like Peoria. Yeah, or, sorry, you're in Peoria. Yeah, exactly. Like. North Sun Peoria. City. Yeah. It, we're, it's it's Nopo. Nopo. The Nopo. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we embrace it. It's like, it's like, it, it does suck to a degree. And it's like, you know, at 1159, they're at the door trying to open it. Why aren't you open yet? <laughs> oh, fuckers. It's like, it's noon on a Tuesday. And they want to come in and they'll share a beer. Well, they've been up for nine exactly, hours. Exactly, yeah. They've already had lunch. That's the best. <laughs> we came in all the way over here to split one beer. Uh-huh. And then you're like, all right, you guys want another one? They're like, no, I can't drink more than one. I'll be exhausted. Yeah, and they come like, up and pay cash for their $6.93 beer and then stand there and wait for their change. Oh, yeah. That's a and it's like fork, this seven means cents. more to you than it does me. So just take it. I don't even want your quarter or whatever it's going to be. You should make some beers that are like... Secretly talking shit about them. Oh, about every people, brewery, like every beer name we make, Wheeler, there's a Walker secret. Jr. There's a secret behind every one of those beers. Yeah, <laughs> every one of them, even if it's right or wrong or true or not, yeah. it ends up they take on a life of their own. Yep. But so many of them, yeah. There's 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 innuendos or there's some story behind that name. Old zombie horde. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking, you can you can get creative Listen, with them. I, is there can can you talk about? Is it appropriate to talk about uh, the story behind? 
Ramrod. <laughs> well, that one's easy. Car Ramrod. Yeah. Car Ramrod. But, well, I, but the I wrote it on the paper. But like, uh, what were you guys ramming rods into? Yeah, well, if you, if you, so that's a funny thing. If you ever just, this leaves me a side story. I don't know how to tell this one, but um, if uh, <laughs> we don't edit, I mean, just what's an urban dictionary? You can type anything in there. Oh, yeah. So, urban dictionary, Car Ramrod. Yeah, Car Ramrod. Yeah. I wrote yeah. it on the paper. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But it, if there's a whole thing to it, and it, and it, I was, as soon as I read that, I was like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and people don't know, and so if you type in, Alice is gonna look at it right now. Ramrod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'll pull it up. Bobby's gonna have to carry. And you can see because yeah, yeah. the last three beers I just did were all like gear shift related. Okay. You, and I, we've had we've had you know millennial theft, which is all about so, you know millennials can't drive a stick, so it's like the best oh, yeah, alarm yeah. you can have. You know, David Carradine uh, educated me to that autoerotic. Uh, auto erotica is it's not it about being into cars so learn that <laughs> um that said uh what is it when like people are like hot into cars and my follow-up question is how many of them come into your brewery that is cars? like so talking about like gearheads car guys yeah but like weird ones um, some guys are just I, i've always i've loved cars i've always gone to car shows and some guys that is kind of their life and generally those are also the guys who like work on their you know 78 you know, chargers in their driveway or just you know, some average car. But some of these guys are just, it's like they're living. So they're very, <laughs> what are you raising your eyebrows up there? <laughs> Did we both just read it at the same time? I've yeah. never seen you blush. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just, uh, you know. Trying to, trying to picture that? <laughs> no, uh, the problem is that I have a super uh, visual memory, or not uh, visual memory, vivid imagination. So anytime someone says anything or I read anything, my mind creates a super vivid picture of it, so <laughs> that was fun. This wasn't you on the. Oh, never mind. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm always in like a third person perspective, observing. Yeah, I didn't uh, realize it was a verb. Yeah, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I mean, normally, uh, shit, there's a. The military used to call that something. I don't know. Ramrod. Um, the second definition. I'm sure, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that happens quite a bit in the military. Let me, uh, I'm sure that happens quite often. They get desperate. A narrow-minded. Oh no, no, no! This one. Um, when a line of guys stand in a row and jam their rod in a woman one after another in immediate succession <laughs> in a sentence, 10 guys lined up and ramrodded her. Oh, I, I wouldn't have understood without the sentence. That's a very simple, uh, yes, I really they could have got more creative with that. Yeah. Uh, well, and there I is. Feel, a... And I feel that there was already a name for that probably somewhere again, in the military, maybe I'm not sure. Train. Um, I thought that was when, like, just it was like uh, just any like sex one consecutive after the other, like, yeah, like whether two completion or half. But this just felt like it was like a cock in and out, and then I can, yeah, like a, so we can't cuss, right? Yeah, it's a family. I'm podcast. just joking. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'm just dashing. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out, because this point, I don't know so the right. other the other version of that is basically <laughs> we're just a, a chick fucks the gear shift. Oh, so, oh! So yeah, this, that's fantastic. This is yeah. where this is where I was headed. <laughs> like uh, that's uh, that's been a thing. I used to think that that was called uh, auto erotica until again my homie David Carradine left us. Uh, found out that that is not the case. <laughs> and I'm sure I didn't like just come up with that name because we all know that um, Farva is the one who brought that to light, and that was another reason. I was like, fuck yeah, I love the Super Troopers and the beer, you know, uh, beer fest guys. I mean, one of my like. Favorite stories is I fucking bought Landfill a beer when they were out promoting uh, oh, really? Super Troopers 2. They came and did some stand-up. That's awesome. Yeah, and so I was like, can I buy that dude a beer? And like, 
Yeah. And so sure enough, they bought it. And I, at the end, I got to meet him and stuff. I go, did you get the beer? He's like, yeah, I was wondering, all of a sudden there's a beer sitting there. I'm like, what do I do with that beer? And I'm like, I bought it for you. And he's like, oh, cool. Was he out, he was out here for his, uh, the stand-up? No, yeah. So, so him and um, Lemmy came mm-hmm. out when they were promoting Super Troopers 2. Mm-hmm. And so they did like a kind of a comedy tour That's thing. That's badass. Yeah. So I've always wanted to meet them. And uh, so they- Were they amazing? They were. They did a really good job. You know, I was like, these guys generally aren't stand-ups. Yeah. But just the stories they can tell, it was awesome. And then we were done, That's you know, great. just to wait in line and go up and meet them and stuff and, you know, get some pictures with them and, you know, say I bought them a beer and- had him sign me a shirt, give him some shirts and shit. That was fun. I was like, yeah, I met Farva. You know, I met Landfill. This is... Yeah, you know, fucking Landfill. Yeah. Listen, that, that brings much more depth to, uh, you know, wanting to name a beer Car Ramrod, mm-hmm. aside from that, aside from your time in Saigon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out, April. Uh, what? I'm just trying to get Brandon. <laughs> Saigon, <laughs> Thailand? Never been. No comment. <laughs> Well, I definitely know. am not trying to book a trip there. <laughs> listen, uh, it's for got the a culture. Very, listen, it's got a very specific economy, man. I'm here to support any hardworking <laughs> entrepreneur out there. <laughs> uh, no, it's just for the culture. Yeah, it's just the scenery. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good tourism market. Sure. That's, that's why they go. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why they go. Business. A business. <laughs> I'm going to Saigon for a business. What Do you business, ever see the, uh, the so? Saturday Night Live now is just the most cringeworthy show ever. But they're at, I didn't like, know it was still in the air. Oh, dude, it's so bad. But years ago, uh, they had a great uh, um, skit, and it was a pretty much for like a Rosetta Stone, and where they like, <laughs> I'm learning Italian to talk to learn to have a conversation with my Mima, and like they just yeah. do all this, and he's like, I'm having a conversation so I can do business in Japan. I'm having conversations so I can get better know. It's like an old man. He's like, I'm having conversations so I can speak English with my uh, grandkids. And he's like. I'm learning, uh, like, Ty to do a thing. <laughs> and then the next guy's like, yeah, me too, for a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I love to travel, and I, we talked a lot about that, but I was like, yeah. I, I wanted to learn how to become more, I don't know, so when you're there, less American, because, you know, sure. sometimes there's the stigma of it. So when we went to Germany the second time, I had bought one of those, like, CD like those it was it was Pimsler's it wasn't the other one but it was Pimsler's and like and it had like eleven CDs and it would teach you just entry level stuff like I'm American you know where you live and blah blah blah. yeah and eventually as I'm listening to stuff it was like I'm American and then where's this street and where's this plaza and then how to order this and then well are you American are you German where do you live can I buy you a drink and I was like wait a minute all this is basically teaching me is how to pick up a chick and ask are we going back to your place or mine yep and I was like is that really their why they do it? Because that's exactly what it's it was. Genius. So I know how to go into a, a you know a pub or a, a brewery in Germany, how to order beer, ask a chick where she's from, ask her where she lives, and how to take her back to my place or where you going to her place. That's what it taught you. I was like, that must just be why people want it. And that's oh, if you when we were we just yeah, I just got just back. Pimmlers, right? And where'd you get it? Pimsler. Pimsler. Yeah. Where'd you order that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because um, we just I just got back from Europe a couple weeks ago and. When I was researching of where to go, and I typed in where in Dublin, just in Google, and right away the like the third thing that pops up was to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey man, they know what the you know what the target audience is. Yeah, people come here to fuck. Yep. Yeah, Dublin's like Vegas. There's a bunch of German broads out there. Yeah, there's everybody. That's where they go because you can fly over there for like thirty bucks. Ooh, all right. Yeah, you can get over anywhere in like in Europe and stuff. People go to Vegas for the weekend. Just go down to Temple Bar and it's like. 45 50 bars it's pretty cool 
But Dude, yeah, if America was more like Europe and you could literally just like grab like a ticket and be in Tennessee for the weekend and back right with like all their bullet trains and stuff like that, or like just even like, you know, maybe even just like the Southwest, like it was like so much easier to just go to New Mexico or Utah for like the day or whatever. Like, Dude, that'd be amazing. It, it would be so fucking <laughs> people in the East Coast get to do that. Oh, dude, it's to a degree, but I mean, the way Europe, like, you can just, like, go to Prague for a weekend when you live in France, like, and come back, and it's all just, like, because it's all Europe, it's all integrated, and it has just always weirded me out that, first of all, there's not a bullet train from, like, New York to L.A. That is wilds me the fuck out. Wasn't and Tesla building his super tube or whatever? Elon Musk does a lot of things. Um, and <laughs> uh, it, it like, I mean, that's how not, you don't answer Nori. Like, all right. Uh, anyone got their Cybertruck pre order? No, um, two year waiting list. I do. It still has it. Did you really order one? Uh-huh. Oh, you, you got Isn't it. Ugly is as it, fuck. Is it, is it in the front yard? It's on order. Oh, okay. Dude, you could have already had your what so, your Ford one delivered uh, by now how, and powered your house. How, how far behind the release date are we now? Oh, I have no idea. It's two years. Oh, yeah. It's, it's two years. I'm also okay supposed... with that because it's not it's not like an expensive truck, sure. but it's in a truck. They're but, like but 70 what I'm grand. doing here is I'm criticizing a businessman. And a businessman said he would release a product, and he's two years behind schedule with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars of pre-orders in. This same he's done that with everything. Also wait, wait, wait. claimed that he would have working Androids in 2022. This is that current year. Last year, he's got his, more exa- his example on stage was a dude wearing a black theater suit looking like an android. I'm just saying, I don't have a lot of faith in a lot of the things that he has as a random project. Um, the Tesla and SpaceX stuff all seems to be going well, but his random, like, I'm gonna make a flamethrower, just kidding, it's like 500 of these, like, not flamethrowers that I just slapped Boring Company on top of. They're actually like. They're used up north for like clearing off like snow and stuff like that. They're yeah. airsoft guns. Well, yeah, sort of. They're the plans of. on it. You can build one yourself for like a hundred bucks. It's Home Depot parts. All, again, you can also just buy them from certain stores like where you do like hardworking, like ice work and stuff like that. Like, and again, not that he didn't make great money on that and stuff like that. I'm just saying that like his side projects tend to just like be very certain projects that don't really come to fruition. Yeah, but his, uh, his car company is not a side project. It's his main gig. Well, when yeah, because he, he's got to get money somehow. So all these yeah. people like order cars, and he's got to generate income. Car, there's a million cars well, on order. When he purchased Tesla, it was losing money. It's still losing money, and it does need to become like profitable. Hey, you watch your fucking mouth, Elon. Boy, is, he's my boy. All right, I, I understand. All right, he's I'm getting also, all fucking turned up here, man. He's also received sixty billion plus dollars in taxpayer funded <laughs> government subsidies, and still fails to deliver on certain things. So. I'm I'll just wondering if any other businessman might have been called out by now. I'm just asking questions. Yeah, especially a guy that's going to crash. What's he crashing? A satellite or something in the moon like this week? <laughs> uh, <laughs> on accident? Uh, something fucked up? Yeah, I, it's going to crash into the moon. <laughs> uh, I, I try not <laughs> to Is that real? Attention. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, something's crazy. It's either a satellite or a rock or something. No, we and all it's, go it's down. directory right into the moon. It's going to crash into the moon. I hope the moon cracks. We all die because of Elon Musk. People like, and I hope it cool happens before that shitty Moonfall movie comes out. I hope that the last piece of things that people find are like, us spooling up Moonfall movies like as we're dying. Well, I hope it would uh, be great. Like, Almost like, like a documentary. Anytime he's in an interview and people are like, why did you do that? And he's like, well, be- 
because I thought that it's cool. Like, I can't do accents, but he's like, but it just, it seemed cool. I think you're yeah. really leading with the Africa part of that uh, South Africa. I can't do, I can't do accents. But he just says it all funny. He's like, because it'd be exciting. And I, I thought it'd be badass. Yeah, uh, no, and he's like, so like, uh, you have a satellite heading directly into the moon at uh, exorbitant speeds. And that thing's not light. And it might shatter the moon and destroy all of Earth. He's like, isn't it cool? <laughs> It'll be tsunami. Which is which is normally I, I know that we delayed Bond for a couple of years, but that's normally how Bond villains behave. Yeah, no shit. They're just like, you know what'd be super rad? This thing that would affect literally everyone at my whim. So that's not what Moonraker was about? Wild. <laughs> well, uh, I believe Moonraker was about James Bond having sex in well, space. Or they all are. That sounds like a cool movie. No, not, not in space. space. Yeah. Oh. But you see, I see like that now this that was this week, this some kid created a bot in a Twitter account. And all it does is track his personal jet. Who's jet? Tesla, um, oh, Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. And he's pissed. So he offered the kid five grand to take it down. And he said no. He goes, give me a Tesla and I will. Yeah, uh, and then he said no. Five grand to take this down? Dude, uh, that's not, That's literally the pocket change. Yeah, then he's all, whine, Actually, yeah, he's all whining math, about math, it. Mathematically, what you what we would equivocate, or actually anyone making about $100,000 a year would equivocate to be like $1 scaled out to like people of Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk it is like one million dollars so yeah, can't even five thousand or a Tesla is literally an afterthought it's all it's ego dude pocket it's change yeah all and this, I think for him he just theater. didn't want to lose it's all ego yeah it's, it's all fine so also, then the kid ended up asking for a uh an internship or something now like, how, so about we'll see how, a, how about a uh, Nissan Leaf yeah <laughs> he should he should have offered him a, a Cybertruck that he's never gonna get oh he's like, he's like I'll give you the Cybertruck you pre-order you'll have a free but I'm gonna need the $100 pre-order thing otherwise I just can't track but yeah, I exactly. give it to I'm you. telling you they keep using the same exact Cybertruck uh, for every showcase and it's actually starting to rust around the wheel wells you can see it in pictures oh that's awesome I'm telling awesome. you it's hilarious how little Cybertrucks are getting built dude it's it's crazy how it's so shitty they actually are I, I, I follow some of these I'm going to fight stuff. both of you. Dude, look move. at him. There's one guy, and he's ordered like six Teslas. So I guess when your car comes in, you can inspect it. And if you don't like it, you can say, I don't want this one. Then you can wait for another one. So many people are just so excited after waiting six, eight months for when they take it. But he like walks around and posts pictures of it. And he's like, okay, here's the hatch. And boom, here's the hatch. Boom. He's trying to close it. It doesn't close. And finally gets it to close. And he goes, over here, the gap's like an eighth of an inch. And over here, he goes, I can put two fingers in it. Yeah. And he goes, walks over the dash, he opens oh, the door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, wait, where is this? Where is this? Uh, where is this Tesla? What's that how called? Much, There's auto erotica. Yeah, we're right back to yep, it. There uh, we go. See how we come two, full circle? Two fingers in the Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Tesla lets you sit on the gear shift and put two fingers yep. in it. <laughs> That's why you pay so much for them. Listen, they come fuckable, and I think that that's the selling point. <laughs> and I think to the target audience, maybe that's the selling point. Um, no, and, and again, I, I mean on the beer. Yeah, and it might no means an Elon Stan, uh, but also I just uh, appreciate you. Uh, but I don't want to take away from the, the good work that he does actually get done. So uh, with that said, oh, come on, bartender, yeah, fucking bartender over here. God, it's my day off, so oh, Any I'm, Joe, I'm not pouring it from. Well, the Pacific Majesty, Ocean to get here. Kiss your ring. <laughs> I'm not wearing it today. That was his asshole. There we go. Thanks, uh, buddy. Yeah, oh, that was yeah, just me uh, standing up off the stool. Um, so, Brandon, um, we've we want to know. Well, After this beer, I'll tell you anything. Uh, oh, hey, all right. How many inches? Really, must have had a great lunch. Uh, well, um, we we talked a little bit about annoying uh, customers. Uh, consumers, uh, the people who pay our bills. But, um, you know, your uh, 
long illustrious career. Tell me about an annoying coworker that comes to mind. <laughs> oh, well, I work with my boys, so well, not, not any past. Oh, you want to go deep? Listen, as deep it, as you want to go. Oh, every one of these questions will be applicable to your entire lifetime, not well, just your current business. So this, here's here's an easy one for me right off the bat. Is part of the reason I opened a brewery is because I went to go work for this company. The last company that I worked for. What was it called again? <laughs> I'll tell you. It's called, it's called Spectrum Graphics. It's National Mall Fund. So the parent. So forgive me. A little bit of a long story. I try to pare it down. But this is a family that we knew lived on the street where we lived. Moved in there when I was in high school. And the dad had a store. And they built like stores from the mall. They built like the coach stores, the Disney stores, the Nike stores. And did all that kind of shit. And they did really well. Okay. When the economy crashed, they were. What I've come to find out was that obviously the parent company was going to close down. The only part that was making money was the graphics department. And the way the guy ran stuff seems like he had things kind of hidden here and there. So he took the graphics department off and put it in his son's and daughter's name. Two basically spoiled rotten rich kids, no work ethic, horrible, horrible people. And they needed somebody, he needed somebody to come over and help them run this place. And I had been doing this forever and we had known the family forever for like, you know, 20 years. So I was like, oh, this is great. I can finally get out of this company that I hate that my dad sold to when he retired. I can finally go out and do something else. It's closing home. This is awesome. Promise me the world. And as soon as I got there, I'm like, fuck, these people are horrible, oh, horrible oh, people. Just, I, I've never been, I mean, I've been treated bad as the boss's kid, little kid, you know. I haven't been, you know, treated like shit sometimes. But to have like adults do it, that well, adults, these kids in their, you know, late 20s, early right. 30s. And I'm like, fuck, this is horrible. And the one girl, um, her name's Amber, and she was, I mean, everybody in this entire business hated her, couldn't stand her. She was a horrible, horrible person. She still lived at home. She was single. She was like 35 years old. And there's a reason for that because she was a horrible human. And so when I'm writing, when I was writing out um, recipes, you know, I'm sit down and I'll create a recipe. I'm doing IPA today. What can I do and do this? Blah, blah. Sometimes I'll make the beer, put it on tap. Don't even have a name for it yet because I can't oh, come yeah. up with shit. So I'm writing it. I was like, oh, I'm making Amber. And as soon as I wrote Amber, boom, is a bitch. And so <laughs> that's the name. It's, and it's called Amber's a Bitch. And people love it. And people still like it. So oh, then, yeah. I did, then I did a kind of a barrel-aged version of it called The Spoiled Bitch. And I've done that a couple of times. Nice. But by far, she was just the worst person. It was just, I mean, I can go on and on. But that's what made me really kind of think about I don't want to fucking work for people like this anymore. I need right. to blaze my own path. Absolutely. And that's when I would just like just sit behind a computer and work and just put my podcasts on and just listen and try to figure out what I'm going to do this and start my own brewery. And I just, God, I could not wait. I had so many ways to tell them when I quit what I was going to do. Yep. I was going to stay late one night and print out like a 40 foot banner and hang it on the side of the building and just say, I fucking quit. Um, my favorite thing is obviously the, the um, Super Troopers, they did the Slam and Salmon. Mm-hmm. Where the guy like walks in and he puts the spaghetti on his pants and he flings it all over the window. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to do something like that so bad. I was like, I'm trying to figure stuff out, and I hid it for them for five years because her brother, that ran basically, I worked, I mostly worked for him. She, even though she was majority share because he wanted it to be a minority company, he put it most of it in her name, so she made all the decisions. But it seems like she did that for their family anyway. Um, he was like, you know, trying to figure out how to get her out of it and stuff. Um, I forgot I was gonna fucking go in the story because I can just I just jump all around with it. Oh, shitty Amber, worst coworker. Cool yeah, but I mean, but far yeah, it was just just to experience and work with somebody like that is like she was horrible. But man, I've had so many people like Uncle Rico. This dude was a dipshit, and eventually I, I ran the place. And uh, like I said, I hid the I hid it for what I was doing for a long time. That's where I was going. Is I hid it from them, and um, for five years, 
I mean, we were building out. I had my lease. And when people, new employees would come in, I would go in and, hey, what's your name? Oh, yeah, nice to meet you. You married? Whatever. And then I'd go on Facebook and I'd look them up and I'd block them all. So nobody could ever see anything. And then, <laughs> so I, I blocked everybody. It's like, oh, who's that? Who's the, the new guy there? What's his name? And I'd go find him and I'd block him yep. so they couldn't find out what I, what I was doing. So That's one day, fantastic. one of the last Smart. places I was out, I could see the writing on the wall. It's like, I knew my days were running short. And I was like, dude, I need to fucking open. I'm paying rent. I'm, yep. All my equipment's in there. I'm so close, so close. And I was out doing a fucking Culver's. I hate Culver's and that kind of shit. I was like way out in what's it like, uh, way, way, way off, out in the east or the west valley for Verado or something like that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And the the woman that's kind of the receptionist for where I was working, she calls me and she goes, hey, she goes, uh, Chris in the back just asked me about the brewery. I'm like, how the fuck does he know that? She's like, oh, I said Facebook recommended him. I'm like, well, bullshit, because I blocked him and I blocked his wife and I blocked his cousin. I know for a fact that I did that. And then a week later, she fired me. No. Yep. Damn. Yep. And you were, was it, were you lined up with enough time to get? To I was going? really close. So they literally fired me on a Thursday. My son was graduating from high school on Saturday, and that was in March. And we didn't really technically open until the second week of December. And how old is your son now? 24. He runs right. my bar. Yeah. When you opened, how old was your son? He was 20, 20, 20, 19, 20. How much free uh, underage booze did you get? Nobody ever does that. Are you kidding? <laughs> Listen, Brendan Richter, for a guy who criticizes me about working with friends and family, uh, runs a family business. I don't business, criticize you. Runs for a it. family business uh, with all of his family. So it's more friends no, no, than it is family. It, well, it's definitely your children and your wife. But it's different. I grew up like that. And no, no, I'm I'm all about it. I'm not. This is not criticism. I'm all about it. I think that like if you have the opportunity to put your family to work and create an environment where they don't have to go answer to some fucking dick bag to like create wealth or money or whatever you need in your life, that it's absolutely a fantastic option. It I, is. I, I hope that my child seize the opportunity that will lay on the table for them. Dude, I would love the opportunity. They will rebel and go work for some assets. It is. There's good and bad for it. And that's one of the things that I think for me is that I was, I am technically like a really a workaholic. I'm to that age now. And what I've done and accomplished what I do is like, I am trying to actively fight to take more time off because I know I need it mentally and physically. But because I did that so long working for my dad and saw how he operated it, it made me realize I don't want to do it that way. I was required to go to work. The day his mom died, my grandma, he went to work. I almost died. I had RSV. I was in the hospital for six days. The day I got out, he took me to work. It was always like that. And that was one of the things that also made is like, eventually I was supposed to take over that company. Mm -hmm. And then he let my brother get involved. And then all of a sudden my dad put it up for sale. And I had to, I was part of the sale to this company that I grew up hating. And now I'm stuck there with a non-compete, non-disclosure agreement for three years. And it was horrible. Oh, so when I did this, any, nobody can hold you to it. No, it's like, yeah. And then as soon as they, they violated it within six months of it anyway, so I was yeah. going, but at the time the economy had crashed and nobody was hiring. I couldn't go anywhere yep. and they cut my salary by a third and Jesus. we lost everything. And so it was horrible. So when I started this place, I wanted my kids to come work there. Yeah. I needed the help, but I wanted them to see this is what it takes to build a business. <clears throat> and you were here when things were slim, when they were hard and when they were difficult. Well, there's also such a good part of having your family being part of your business, right? Like you get to be around your family. Everybody else who goes to work, like their kids are at home. Maybe their wife's at work. They got a babysitter. All mm-hmm. this shit. You're spending. And if it's your own business, you're really lucky if you only spend 10 hours at work. Yeah. And that's most of the day 
almost every day of the week, you're not seeing your family. Yeah. And if I could have them come to my where I'm working and get them a job that they could make some money, sure, maybe I'm not giving them a job that they could they could go to college, get a maybe make a few more bucks an hour doing something different, but they're part of the family. It makes them they've got an income, and I get to see my kid grow up. That's fucking that's rad. What was, that's what was important to me because yeah. I. I I, I hated the fact that, you know, I was little kids or my had, I had these little two kids at home and I was miserable in my job and I was yep. trying to like work more there just to try to make myself seem more valuable. And I felt like it lacked that. And so when we lost our house, we lost our cars, we lost everything. It wasn't about, I want to be rich. I want to have fancy cars and fancy houses and vacation in Europe all the time. I wanted to spend time with my kids and my family yep. and do something that, gave a future to us, but something I got to spend time with my kids. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love the fact that I get to work with my boys every day because so, sometimes they're not gonna really want to hang out with me anymore. But now I, I get to do that. I've had that experience for the last five years and I oh, love yeah. it. But now you pay them. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My oldest, my oldest moved out and as a dad and that's my baby boy, it's, 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 it's hard. And every time something happens, like you can come back home. He goes, it's like, this is the Mexican in me. I just want him to come back home. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, and he's like, no dad, I'm good. I know you want me to come home. I'm not coming home. Yeah, not like, this it. sucks. I'm like, <sighs> so, uh, what's the shadiest thing you've done at work? <laughs> oh man what haven't i done well it was easy when it was my place well it was my dad's place so well, i don't know how shady this is or just flat out illegal so it's like statute limitations way over yeah, this same same so when i was okay. when i was in high school um my dad had just got into at the time was CAD drawing, high speed, large format CAD drawings. Everything oh, used to yeah. be done on blueprinting. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my freshman year, it, I graduated like two weeks early because it was some holiday and um, we literally had yearbooks our last year. We, had, we actually got them like a day before we graduated because they had to move up our graduation so early. Of course, my dad made me go to work like the next day. <laughs> and um, so I went to work that summer because my dad had just got this this new system in. It was this CAD drawing, and at the time modems didn't exist. We had to pay like forty five hundred dollars for these twenty eight hundred baud modems, where oh, architects yeah. around town or even around the world could dial in, send us their CAD drawings, and then we would print them out. And we were on twenty four hours. So I had a big old Zach Morris phone because of some guy wanted phones. <laughs> I had to, I, you know, or wanted prints. I had to go in the middle of the night to print them for him. So I got into that, and then I started my freshman year at ASU as a design major. So I would leave and I would go to ASU and they're teaching me to draw by hand. I'm like, this is archaic. This yeah. is so Don't weird. Don't you know? Yeah. My dad has a CAD. Yeah, it was so weird. So I was like, like you know what? And, you. and in college, you don't have to go to school. So I'm like, well, I don't have to go to school today. So I would go down Scotts Road and I'd test drive Porsches and shit. And then I'd go see my <laughs> girlfriend. And then eventually they asked me not to come back because I wasn't really going that much. And so I kind of got kicked out. So then... Um, I just started going to community college, taking some classes, and worked with my my dad full time at that point. And then it, the CAD eventually became going into color graphics. Okay. And then he was the second one to get this giant proprietary system. Back then, I was like, "This is like ninety two. These 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 were like one hundred fifty thousand dollars for these printers back then, and they were high end custom graphics printers." And I taught myself Illustrator and Photoshop. I mean, I'm just Illustrator like one. These things were like CS. They didn't even make numbers then. So then, you know, obviously we're 19 and getting close to turning 20. And the sales guy I had, he was from Alaska. And we were talking and we, he, he didn't know anybody. So we'd go out and hang out on the weekends. And uh, we'd go to like restaurants and clubs. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm underage. So I was like, let me see your driver's license. It's Alaska driver's license. Like this fucking thing is super easy to make. So I created, I, I scanned it and recreated my own driver's license. And made an Alaskan illegal driver's yeah, license. So I, yeah, so I made one for me and my friend and made us, so we were 21, 
and uh, I had all this laminating equipment. I had all this high end graphic. Oh, so, this is fantastic! Dude, they were they were beautiful. And again, I was I could have been an art major, but I didn't want to be a starving artist. So yeah. I, I'm pretty talented when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I was, and there's the entrepreneurial these, part yeah, of it. Like, yeah, it was that, beautiful. That sounds illegal. Yeah, exactly. So I I, I made them and uh, they worked. I was in a beer club when I was 19 years old. It what was it Scottsdale Galleria. It used to be that kind of mall across the street. Right, I think it's right where um, Two Brothers used to be. Oh, yeah. Okay. There was a there was the a beer bar. There's in this beer club. There's some like older guys like talking to their friends. Like, yeah, you should join our beer gar- bar or beer club. We got even got a dude from Alaska in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it totally worked. And I remember we went to uh, we went to Hard Rock for in um, in uh, New Year's in L.A. when we were twenty in Hollywood. And we're walking in. And I pull that out, and the guy looks at it and looks at me. He's like, Alaska, huh? I'm like, yeah. I was like. And then I made one, then at the time I had made one for my friend now was with me and we were cousins. Yeah. And so I, he asked us our, our, you know, our birth dates and those are easy to memorize. Yeah, and like, and he looks at me and he goes, all right, guys, have fun. I'm like, oh, fuck, he knows. We're busted. We're busted. If I would have known now, he let me fucking in. It's, it sounds on him now. Yeah. But I was like, we got to go. We got to go. Oh, you left? Yeah. Oh. And then my, you know, just like it's one of those things with secrets. You tell somebody before you know what 10 people know. Yep. And then all of a sudden I started getting phone calls. Hey, man, I, I heard you can help me get an idea. I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, fuck, this is bad news. This is my dad's business. Yeah. And if something would have found out, I would have been like, oh, I'm, I'm in trouble. Dude, I uh, I bought a fake ID. I think I bought it when I was 19. Papa Giorgio? And it didn't come. It was like it was like a cake site thing. That was weird. Like, you ordered an avocado cake, so that meant, like, California. Yeah. You, ordered a, you ordered a cactus cake. It was an Arizona ID. The Buckeyes. And uh, I was like, well, I'm not going to get an Arizona ID. Because it's everybody sees them, they're yeah. so known. So I got a California ID. That is actually a really smart move because that's really accurate. Dude, some some country, some states back then were so archaic. Oh, and the best part was uh, you you upload a picture yourself, and it was a, I upload the same picture on my driver's my real driver's license to that one. Yeah. And I remember keeping the same name because I remember <laughs> my other buddies who had fake IDs are like they lost them because they checked it. your they would check your credit card. Yeah. And it's even the same name. Dude, so I had everything done right. It was the exact same birthday, just a year yeah. earlier. So I was That's now I would old do. enough. I still tell um, people so like, that. It's just like four years later. And I had this. And I go, and I was like, dude, and lock this down. What's true? You're born, born on. I'm like, first centennial way. Yeah, How do you bro. forget that? Like, yeah. I wouldn't pick like 439 Edwards Road. Like, no, yeah. it was like first centennial way. I look, if you type like first centennial way, it was like a museum. <laughs> I was like, I just needed to remember this, but nobody's going to check it. And uh, I got it. I probably had that thing for a week before someone, <laughs> someone checked it. And the uh, the whole reason someone did it is the only thing I wasn't thinking of was uh, the guy's like, let me see your, uh, he's like, this looks fake. I'm like, it's not fake. Here, check my uh, ID or check my uh, credit card. Yeah. And I was like, same name and everything. He's like, cool. Let me see your Facebook. I did not change my birthday on uh, Facebook. So I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, you just be like, I don't have Facebook. Well, I'm fucking dumb. Not 20 year old. <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot. Like, I was like, what are you doing? Here, so buddy? I think I can outsmart this guy. Cause he still have to like card this whole line of people. And right. I was like, all right, I'll just jump on there. When I get on there, I'll change my birthday and be like, here you go. So I get on there. I'm like, go to change it really fast. And I thought I was quick enough. And I, uh, I go and I'm like, Oh, here you go. He's like, it's cool, man. I'm just going to call the cops and they'll, they'll verify it for me. Or you can leave. Oh. Uh, and I was like, all right, dude, I'll just leave. Uh, I, but give me an ID. He's like, no, no, no. If you want the ID, you, you the wait cops. for the cops to verify. I'm like, 
no, it's my ID. It's like, it's, I'm 21. He's like, cool, then we'll just wait for the cops. Or you can leave. And I was like, well, you know what, dude? I'm going to leave, but that shit's real. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. And I was just mad. I was like, you're taking a real ID, dude. You showed him. <laughs> that is incredible. Um, no, I don't have a good fake ID story. I, uh, I grew a beard pretty young, and that just worked. Worked. Yeah, you were shaving yes. in seventh grade? Dude, I'm in rural Arizona with a beard. What, what and you know everybody there, so it's like I'm sure getting alcohol wasn't a problem. Well, well, the thing is, is like once you get into a bar the first time, like a people in rural parts of America, they don't want to card you; they want your money. Yeah, and uh, any excuse they can have to offset the interaction of carding you, they will. Uh, Do you have any good Mister Stories? Hey, look, that six foot kid has a beard. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> you it was I mean? so easy back then. I used, so that guy from Alaska, he really liked scotches, so I. would you know, I'm an inquisitive guy anyway, so I'd ask some right. questions. That's where I first learned about how, you know, there's single malt, single malt scotches and stuff. Sure. You're so right. then also... The, 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 the malts. Yeah. Is... So I would go into, I would go into like, a, a bar or something and, like, you know, what do you want? And I'd be like, um, yeah, what single malts do you have? And like, act like, you've mo- like you yeah. know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going with confidence. You know, uh, uh, do, you have Glenn, do you have Glenn more, Levitt? Or smoke. Yep. Yeah, and, and they're like, oh, Glenn Levitt? Oh, let me check. Oh, yeah, I do. All right, I'll take one of those. Yeah, and they go sit down and be like, "Yeah, check it out, dude. I got I got whiskey, you know, or scotch, or whatever." And I'd be like, oh, "This tastes like gasoline good. here. Here, try it." And I try to pass it around to everybody. So I was a cool guy that got it. I yep. love it, of course. I'm like, "Fuck, I can't drink this." Here, try to get everybody else to drink it to make me myself God, feel that cool. Just the worst part about being a young man is everyone lying about what tastes good. Yeah, you're just like, "Oh yeah, I totally love brandy." Yeah. Do you? Yeah, at this point, when you're Do 21, you, Alex, you want Capri Sun that's alcoholic. Boone's Farm was pretty fucking tasty. I was. Is uh, that 40s? Is that malt liquor? No, it was. No. It, it's a it's a wine bottle, which is what makes it so much more ratchet. We talked about it before on here, but I don't remember. So Boone's Farm, like, you said it was so, a mix of this and that. So everyone, like, I was, I didn't really fuck with MD twenty twenty much. I was flav- flavored Saint Ides, and um, oh, that's what we talked about. You said it was a mix between Saint Ides and Boone's Farm. Yeah, yeah. In Boone's Farm, he's about to show you, uh, or he's texting somebody. Else. No, yeah. Well, she's just checking him, and she's like, oh, okay. you want some good news? Or if not, you're talking with Alex, you're not going to reply Boone's to me anyway. Boone's Farm is like literally like, you... It, it was like a look, cherry no, no, wine no, no, cooler kind of with deal. was, if you keep an eye out, uh, you can still see it in the wild. We're not uh, looking for it. It's generally at the grocery store, but it, you don't have to look for it. It's in a wine bottle, and the contents are bright red, blue, whatever. And not it is literally that. like... It's like strawberry daiquiri, and you just like, and you're hammered. We'll bring those in for it's our, uh, our it's, next adventure. It was adventure. it was the, our Zima of the day. Yeah, yeah, with grenadine in it. Oh yeah, or was it peppermint schnapps? Uh, well, yeah, you, they're just saying everyone worse knows and worse things. Things, so. oh, It's terrible. That's funny, but remember back in those days, is that you know there was always that one kid who was like you know super degenerate, or his oh, parents Baylor lived at home and Tim. they'd show up with the drinks and Tim. Oh, I, I got I got you know pepper schmutz here. Up, Tim. Yeah. Like, oh, it was always one or two. Like, oh, you want to try it? You, you taste it like tastes like mouthwash. Yeah, like, yeah, isn't it great? And you're like no. Yeah, but, but what it did, uh, especially Fuck because yeah. well, in again uh, a high school where you have 150 seniors. Uh, you know, teachers aren't exactly not paying attention because they have smaller classes. Mm-hmm. And so the idea, at least that I was introduced to, is peppermint schnapps was smart because if they tried to check your breath for alcohol, they would just, you just be able to just use scope. Uh, and uh, that our teachers were always trying to bust people for using alcohol 
or, oh, you're or, a or using pot. Guy, huh? But there was a smoking area for students. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, figure it the fuck out. You yeah. know, I, I grew up in that weird, like, kind of like strange era in which like a lot of our the stuff our parents were going through like no seatbelts and shit were like still like in effect especially in the school system like smoking areas and all this archaic shit and then like by the time I was leaving they're like we have computers yeah (laughs) we had this one teacher Mr. Kemper and he would let students take his Camaro to lunch and shit sometimes and he brought him some shit back. I don't know what he brought back or what the what he was into but but yeah but I remember um, there was like, I need some you to wipe your balls with, on my gear shift. There was some underage girls involved at some point. Oh, yeah. But he was also the guy that super got me involved in, like, the law because I had got busted at school. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm going to need you to bail me out and with your legal knowledge later. Yeah, and it was just funny because he comes up to me one day. He's like, he's all, uh, you're into, like, law and shit, right? And I go, yeah, because he, he had heard about this story I had got when I got pulled over at school. And, uh, and so he's like, well, I got this, like, this bus going downtown in the court. You want to go? I'm like. Yeah, sounds like fun. I get out of school. Fuck yeah, and that was awesome. Like so that's what kind of got me really involved in like the law and shit like that. But he was he was he was a cool dude. But yeah. I like him as a cool dude. But he just do want my kids. Do want my kids? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't want my kids fucking taking yeah. his classes. Yeah, but to uh, me, I was like, dude, this is awesome. He's like, hey, hey, uh, Ronnie. Oh, if I need anything, my art teacher uh, used to work on pot farms. He's got great stories. I uh... that. That adds up. Yeah. In the 70s. Art teacher. Yeah. Pop, yeah. Yep. I was just telling my kid, I had two different subs that like substituted every class in junior high and most of high school. Uh, and they couldn't have been different people. There was like Mr. Cuneo who did health and then like substitute. He's this old cantankerous retired teacher. He'd been a football coach. I remember I was smart off to him. I always smarted off in class all the time. And he came up behind me like once it got real quiet. And he said loud enough for not everyone to hear, but at least a couple other students. And he's like... Your ass is grass, kid. Oh. And I'm a lawnmower and I'm coming for you. <laughs> and I'm like, in the seventh grade. And I'm just like, and I'm a lawnmower. Okay. <laughs> and then you had Jim, who let students call him by his first name, who was clearly always getting high in the fucking, because he always did like wood shop and he did other stuff too, but he used mainly like the wood shop stuff. He'd be at the building trades area getting fucking stoned while we're all just fucking off in the, the, the wood shop. And I'm just like, what a crazy difference in substitutes would explain to someone dude, back to It back. was crazy. It was so different back. It was like fast on driving to high. It was like real. It was really close. We had this guy. His name was Mr. Sample. And he made, made us call him Mr. Sample, sir. And his room was right next to that Mr. Kemper dude that let everybody drive his Camaro. And they had this small teacher's room. And he had his truck that would park out there. So we would get to class. Class would start. He'd be nowhere to be seen. We would just sit there. And eventually he'd walk in because he would go out to his truck in between classes and just smoke. <laughs> and then he'd come in still wanted was, to be called sir yes Mr. Snapple sir he would just sit at his time. desk just like it's like blitzed dude if, uh, Listen, if I, I still, would teach him like, you high doesn't mean I don't want to be respectful <laughs> <laughs> like you want me to call me you want me to call you Mr. and sir like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna figure out how to fuck with you oh he did I was dude I was a I was a dick. I should have been in juvie as a kid. I mean, I, some of these stories yeah, I tell, yeah. again, we're drinking, so I can go in deeper. But, man, it's funny because I work with my boys, and I, I remember telling them, I go, okay, you guys are 18. When shit goes sideways now, you're going to jail. Uh-huh. So remember that. And uh, so, as a, and I go, and anything you've done or you think you guys are going to do, just remember, I've done it, and I will know. And so now that I'm at the brewery all the time, we're talking and stuff, and they're like, 
I didn't know that, Dad. I didn't know that, Dad. I was like, well, yeah, I don't want to tell you this shit. Yeah. But now you guys are older now and... you're getting ideas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... Yeah, because then you end up worshipping the shitty parts. And, yeah. And you're supposed to learn from it. That's why I have to wait till you're an adult. Yeah, my middle son, he's the one who, like, took it and ran. I remember going, like, clothes shopping with them. They're like, oh, check this out. I've got a hot chick on the shirt. You want this shirt? And they're like, no, we're going to get red flags. I'm like, that's stupid. Like, why can't you? She's not. She's not naked. Why can't you wear this shirt? She's a cute chick. So I remember I bought my my middle What's son. Red flagged. Like you, if it's something inappropriate on your shirt at school. Yeah. Oh. But my, okay. my kids were wearing um like my brewery stuff, and if I went on trips, I'd buy them brewery stuff, and they wear brewery stuff to school in elementary school all the time. It's funny because like half of my kids' teachers come into my brewery now. I mean, there was my kid's oh, seventh yeah. grade history teacher was in like oh, the yeah. last Friday night. Dude, I have a now four, two. Of, like, my teachers that go to Chupacabra all the time. But there's, like, four to eight regulars from my high school, like, teachers from my high school that still, go, like, still teach my high school that I was around are regular. I'm regularly serving them beer now. And there's almost no other job that needs to drink more than teachers. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was oh, the dude, worst. Yeah. I, I made enough teachers cry. And, like, there were times I didn't mean to, like. But there was also times where I'm like, yeah, bitch, cry. Uh, you suck. Um, but yeah, I like most, Jeez. most teenage kids are the worst. Dude, I was like, so they're ab- dog shit. So manipulative. Absolutely. Oh, I got away with so much Lo- shit. The liars, everyone's full of like, especially the young boys just <laughs> filled with testosterone and no way to fucking do anything about it. And you're questioning it. the world. No one is like, Hey, you're full of a hormone that literally changes the way your brain occupies. Like that's, um, uh, my buddy who uh, works in the industry was telling me that that's the thing about a lot of um, female to male transition. They're like, oh, my God, I feel so horrible for men because once they start taking testosterone, they're like, your eyes become glued to tits all the time. You just want to like, fight and it, fuck it, all the it, time. It creates, yeah. They're like, it literally like you just your eyes become glued to tits and like it does change the way you kind of like are geared a little bit uh, with that much testosterone flowing through your body. And then now you're 13 to 15. Being taught math against your will, I'm just staring at titties, going, got, "It's he, him." And you want to be, and you want to, and, and you got a guy wanting to be called Mister Answer. Yeah, yeah, Mister Answer, dude. And also, you <laughs> don't want to fuck. <laughs> you don't want to fuck with like teenage kids. Their 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 imagination is wild, and they're willing to be assholes. Like they will fuck with you, and even if it's just your name that they fuck with. Oh, like, this guy did. He was good at it. He what was, was his name again, Mister um, Sample, sir. Ah, I'd like, call him Mr. Simpleson. Like, Simple yeah, he Man. Was, he oh, was. Simple Man. Oh, Simple Mr. Simpleton. Sir. You fucking idiots. Like, he yeah, would have been it. a football coach if he gave a shit, but he didn't because oh. he was like that size, big, burly kind of guy. Is he the football coach Sample equivalent size. of, uh, I would have joined the military, but I would have gotten kicked out in boot camp for fighting a drill instructor? Yeah, well, he would have been for, like, punching a bull or something like that. Yeah, so I would, like, I would kind of, like, press him, and I think he knew, so... I was really good at skating by. I'd never read a book in high school. I never studied for a test in high school, and I still made the honor roll. Because beca- <laughs> the art of, of cheating was really easy for me. I could write so small. It was so easy. And I would make cheat sheets, and kids would come to me asking for cheat sheets. So I'd make them for them. So he'd be outside in his, in his truck smoking, but I knew he kept the answer sheet for, his, for the test on his desk. To this day... I still remember that this one test, the answers were B-C-A-C-C-A-D-D. I don't know why. So I remember going up there and I would write them down and then I would be so blatant sometimes I'd write them on the desk because if he came by, I would just keep my hand on it oh, and yeah. I'd cover it or I'd just go and write it out. Mm-hmm. So one time I was being super blatant obvious and I wrote down a piece of paper and I'm like, oh, and I put it right here in my shirt. He's not going to notice that. 
But I was like, that's too obvious. So once class, he finally comes into class, I took it out and I put it under my leg like this. Mm-hmm. So he walks in, sits down, we're going to start taking the test. Hope you guys are ready. All right, cool. And at the time, I'd already given the, the answers to everybody because everybody knew to come to me for the answers. So he waits and we start and he gets up at his desk and he walks down. I'm sitting like in the middle, kind of towards the back and he walks up and he walks up to me and he pulls out my pocket. Uh, I'm like, how the fuck did he know that? And the only thing I think of is that there was a TV in the corner and I think he saw me when he walked in or like a reflection of the TV or something. You and you thought you were, you'd yeah. be like I'm so like, he, he, honestly, he was an older dude. He's probably seen it. I'm sure he's seen yeah. it all before. Right. And But I was like, dude, I, I still fucking got him and I got yeah. away with it. Yeah, because I just kept it under my thigh and he didn't see it. Uh, dude, uh, uh, we I used to so we would we would always trade like the the uh, your tests like either forward or backwards right and mm-hmm. just, just mm-hmm. and so I made sure to be real tight with whoever's in front of me and behind me and you just do like on the true and falses it's just like almost a T and almost an F so they just need to like no, you just leave them blank etch. just hand it to them and they fill it in as you go well like it, sometimes we would we would go like. Well, you just do a mark if it's wrong, right? But you have your pencil, so you like if it's like an almost T, and it's mm-hmm. a, and the answer is false, you just tick like the bottom part for an F, and then they're just answering all yours. And I'm like, I'll do the same when we do it next week, and we pass it back, and we just hook each other up. It was the easiest thing in the world. It was. It was so easy. It's like, we did all this shit without computers. I remember like like I had to take college math, and you have like those programmable computers. You can put formulas in here. This is really cool. And but because of what I did, old school, they had like that plastic cover you'd slide up over the top and you'd yep. cut it down. Yeah. So I'd take that off and I'd write everything in there really small and it's oh, it oh, so yeah. ridiculous because then like the teachers would have to check your calculator because it would have the guide in there on how to use like cosine squared yeah. and all that bullshit. It it's well, school is a prison environment for sure. And mm-hmm. uh, and that's exactly why every single one of these stories sounds like prison. Without a shadow of a doubt. Um Shit, it so, does. Yeah, pretty much. And let me tell you about the time I got my ass kicked by the warden. <laughs> wow, really? With the paddle? Uh, no. So it was the wrestling coach, Mr. Taylor. He was actually the other woodworking teacher. So I had old Mr. Waldo, who was kind of this goofy fuck, but goddamn, It's always the woodshop or the uh, yeah, The woodshop shop teachers or, were the best. Yeah. So, so I love Mr. Waldo. He was the best. Uh, even well, though they got to teach he, the kids things they wanted. I gave yeah. him yeah. Learn. yeah, I gave Mr. Waldo the hardest of times, but he gave me a handful of skill sets, like three of them that I have used tremendously in my life. So... Like how to you put a miner in a chokehold uh, and, and mow a lawn. I'm sorry, but I'm also hilarious. So, <laughs> um, his uh, the other teacher once woodshop got really popular and built. So, Mr. Taylor more or less did building trades, which was like woodshop, except you actually built a house and it was like sent to a habitat for humanity. That'd be cool. Like the Jimmy Carter shit, right? So, you usually did that. That's oh, I did it my senior year. You usually did it your senior year after doing a woodshop. Anyways, so, and he's like smaller. Um, and uh, how many square feet of these houses? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember at the time. Like a little house? Like a dog house? Yeah, there were smaller houses for, you know. Like those ones they built in Mexico? They're like 600 square feet or? No. Like a little dog like house? A, like a single family home. Like up north? Like, like two bedroom for sure. There's You're two. building it like, okay. Like a house. I thought you were thinking it was actually like it. <laughs> a no, no, house no, for it, an animal. It, it, it takes all year. You do it. <laughs> I'm building dog houses. Yeah, that's what I thought we were talking about. Dude, every day at 1 p.m. you go build a house for four hours for a year with a whole bunch of other students. It's that's why I definitely think about you were talking about like dog houses and shit that you're giving the habitat for humanity. No, no, no. The last class is building a house. It's pretty cool. Um, that is cool. Dude, that would be awesome. That Dude, my, cool. my school had like all the vocational programs. I did like robotics and CNC and CAD and I know all the stuff you're talking about. It's crazy. So Mr. Taylor is the other teacher who's not my teacher and but he was always around and we, me and me and my buddy Swag would just give him so much shit all the time, all the time, all the time. 
And uh, and then one day, uh, and he's the wrestling coach too. And one day, I I took it too far, and I was just like, if you ever want an ass whooping, just let me know because we always talk shit to him. And uh, I was just a little overconfident that day, and I was just like, I'll whoop your ass. I'm twice his size. And uh, he's like, okay, meet me in the wrestling room after school. Bring your friends. Did he like to roll on the floor? He's, he's like, bring or? your friends. He's like, bring, yeah. He's, yeah. He's like, bring he your friends. He was wrestling. He's yeah. like, bring your friends. I like an audience. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I'm like, you guys want to come? I was like, mm-hmm. you guys want to come watch me beat this dude's ass? And they're like, yeah. And I was, I was a bruiser back in the day. Also, right? it would have been rad if you did. That is. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's how it happened so we go in there and I've got him by like inches uh, on my arm so like at first I'm like I don't want to just beat this old man up like is my thought at 19 and he comes in and he puts me on the mat immediately and just gets up and is like I'll let you warm up like, <laughs> alright <laughs> so I'm like alright more serious business is this the guy more that wanted business. to mow your lawn uh, no. Okay, uh, good. This is actually the wrestling coach slash wood, 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 wood shop teacher, right? And uh, so then puts me down again. And he's like, we can stop. And I'm like, well, I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> I got 19-year-old energy. <laughs> I could do this all day. Uh, third time, he keeps me down. And he reaches up and he grabs the muscle inside of my armpit and then rolls me over. And so all I can see on the wall is this picture. And he's like... I want you to look at that picture on the wall. He's like, that's me winning Allstate, like, whatever year. And he's like, do you see the face my opponent's making? That's the same face you're making. <laughs> <laughs> he lets go of me and just walked away. And I was just like, holy fuck. This <laughs> and all your friends are watching now. Uh, yeah, they came to watch me beat his ass. <laughs> and uh, that is not what happened. <laughs> I remember our junior high shop teacher wood shop teacher would wrestle kids at lunch and I remember this remember there's also there these like this random kid that would show up in school was like where's this kid been he hasn't been here and then they disappear this one dude showed up and it was, was like this guy's a lot bigger he looks he's not a teacher is he but he was uh probably like a 16 year old seven seventh grader i mean oh, he was a Jesus big Christ. dude and everyone would uh arm wrestle and he he beat him I was like, Ooh, this guy, I don't know what to fuck with this dude, but he was just dumb with a boxer off. Yeah, he beat the shop teacher. He would come out and he'd wrestle every, or arm wrestle everybody, and he'd beat everybody. Of course he did, because we're all 7th grade, 8th grade pipsqueaks. He's re-soured strong. Yeah, but this one kid was like 16, and was like, I don't, he must have been a narc or something, because he was a big dude. <laughs> I mean, he's like, you didn't want to fuck with this guy, but he was dumb with a boxer rocks, and I was like, that's the reason why he's you know 16 in 7th grade. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's just, he didn't make it through. He'll fuck someone? Yeah, so else? we've tailed off, and I've been holding this story about other fun customers. Oh, beautiful. And this has to be, like, one of the best ones that I've had come into our place. Because, you know, we've got random, you know, like, complainers and Karens and old people and young people and kind of shit. But the best one is when I had a clan member come in. Ooh, Ooh. baby. Yeah. yeah. That was nuts. And I was like, this is not happening. In the in the full in the full dress, yeah, the full, the full get up, yeah. So it he was like probably almost seven years old, and there's and I was in the back, and I come around the corner, Hood and all? there's this dude. No, he's like this sixty-eight, seven-year-old man, and literally he's wearing a white suit like like Colonel Sanders, <laughs> and he's sitting at the bar. I'm like, <laughs> he's the oh, top look at this cute little grandpa up there, and we're talking, and then you know conversations generally have topics over the years. It's been you know it was about. Um, 
you know, before it was it was Trump and then it was um, COVID and yep. all this kind of shit. And all so he's, probably shouldn't and, talk about But it before when we first started, the average conversation, the most normal conversation was always about just guns. We've got a lot of, yeah. you know, we're North Peoria, giant Trump area up there. So everybody up there's got guns and it was always talking about ammo and guns yeah. and blah, blah. So this guy's talking about, oh, I just moved here from Georgia and yeah, yeah, I got to get myself one of those permits. You guys have to have the permit here. And we're like, oh, I, I think back then you still had to. His, his concealed permit and he's talking blah blah he's like yeah i gotta do that uh but before i do i gotta i gotta i gotta renew my dues i go you don't have to do any dues and he's like oh no it's for the clan and i go oh, 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 oh. what are you serious like uh oh, God. you got them here right the, what the clan you got the clans here right oh they're it's, every fucking oh thing. my the thing, God. the thing that frustrates me the most is i know that that probably is like the way he like interacts with like finds human interaction because he's such a fucking piece of garbage is that he finds himself out in public. Like, why else do you say that to somebody? Well, it's not like... And social- it wasn't, there, was, there was other people in it's there. He had no problem talking about it. And you're probably like, uh, he's hey, by the to- way, I'm Mexican. And he spits his beer out. And he's like, you got this thick so water in here? That's <laughs> the benefit of me not looking Mexican. People just think I'm a average oh, yeah. white dude because I'm half German, half Mexican. So people come in and I'm shocked as fuck at what some of this time. Depends what kind of mood I'm in if I'm going to say something. So when that guy said that, one of my best friends is my wedding, and we went to high school together. His name is David Mendez. This is a dude you do not want to fuck with because he started varsity football his freshman year. He was huge in that part of that story I told about when I got busted at school. Um, David was with me when we got busted, and everybody assumed that I was like this. Everybody back then, the, the Mexican mafia wasn't like what it is now. But everybody thought I was part of the Mexican mob because I was like one of five Mexican kids in my school. Yeah. I was one of like three kids with a brand new vehicle. At I'm not school. the Mexican mafia. My dad launders money for them. It's way different. Yeah, nowadays he's it would an, be he's that. He's a CPA. So everybody thought David worked for me. You know, no, I, I picked him up every day. We were friends, and we were, again, we were like one of the only kind of Mexican kids at yeah. school. And so That's he ultimately time. became a cop, and then went like undercover, and he was doing gangs and shit, and he went deep undercover. It's, his stories are amazing, but. So I text him. I go, hey, man, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing impounds. I'm like, why are you fucking doing impounds? You do drug shit. So he sent me a picture. He's like, no, impounds is meant he's he's weighing all the heroin yeah. and shit. So he sent me pictures like bags of black tar <laughs> oh heroin and stuff. God. I'm like, oh, man, I was going to have you come down and fuck with this clan dude. He's like, what? I go, yeah, this is an old dude. And he oh says God. he's from the clan. He's like, oh, man, that would have been so much fun. But I was like, immediately, God, I have so many people. I was like, and then... Because, you know, again, I don't look Mexican, so sometimes oh, yeah. there's just random people that come in here, and they're generally from the East Coast. I was from that Georgia, Alabama area, and this guy comes in, he's talking about barbecue and blah, blah, blah. Well, you, you ever tried those those burnt ends? I'm like, yeah, really good. Oh, a friend of mine is a competition barbecue guy. He's like, yeah, that's what the blacks like. And I go, what? <laughs> and I'm like, it's happening right now. Like, and I'm like, and, I just and the whites and the browns because they're delicious. Yeah, and I we go, all like them. I go, yeah. A friend of mine, his name's Kelly, white guy. You know, I go, yeah, his are amazing. Bro, bros. Yeah, and it's just shocking to me that sometimes it's like they, the the area kind of maybe it kind of like fans out, and there's not as many people in there, and because they just think they're amongst other white people oh, and yeah. North Pura, that they can talk shit. Well, look, when uh, they think he looks pretty white. He's native. I look yeah. pretty white. I'm also Mexican. Yeah, uh, but see, I can like, see it in you because yeah, I, I'm yeah. the same way. Dude, Dude, it's wild. Like most white people can't tell these like these halfies are Mexican. Yeah. But like I get old Mexican dudes to come up to me and just straight up like Spanish, and I'm like, I'm I'm really sorry, I don't speak Spanish. And then in English, like, what kind of Mexican are you? Oh, like, my wife says I'm the worst Mexican. Sorry. 
She was, you, you can't sorry. eat Mexican food. You don't speak Spanish. Yeah, yeah. I earned it. Yeah, I'm definitely whitewashed. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but if you put it in a tortilla, I'm gonna eat it. Yeah, I mean, fuck, I love the Mexican food. Yeah, it reminds me of a time I was at a Rob Zombie concert, and you know, I look very white presenting and a very specific sort of white presenting just because I'm losing my hair and I don't care to... <laughs> He's part of that other guy's yeah, crew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't care oh, no, wait. They were, it wasn't a crew. What was it called again? <laughs> so, a clan. So I'm in the bathroom washing my hands and at the... Um, it's the... Uh, it's the one in Scottsdale, I think. Or, well, anyways, the hand washing station is like one of those circular the ones. The Scottsdale clan? The, the concert venue. Oh. Yeah, yes. oh, I was like... <laughs> I said it was a Rob Zombie concert and Slayer's playing. So, you know... Yeah. You, you know... Whatever. Anyways, uh, so I'm like washing my hands, and these dudes, I clocked them, and they came in. They're wearing boots. They got red laces. They're, they got red <laughs> suspenders, either draped or on. I've clocked these dudes the moment they What's came in. What's red laces? And Doc's red are for the clan. That's is well, that right? Well, that's skin hitch. It. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's skin yeah, hitch. It. Yeah, is, red yeah. laces yeah. and boots. I almost wore my Doc today, and, but I was like, oh fuck no. So <laughs> I went, when I was in, when I was in Munich, you had to take off your red laces. Yeah, when I was like, in I Munich, the. Uh, I, I when I when I go I, I wear I've been wearing docks since you know ninety one and I just, I still have them and I still buy them I still wear them I like to swap laces out and shit but it's yeah. like yeah you do not wear red no, red I would not have known that. yeah so we did a we did a pub crawl one night and it was fun this it was just this, this girl that you know moved for the moved there because her grandparents are from Germany so she's able to get citizenship and stay there longer and her boyfriend's from England and so we're in this group and it was like twelve of us it's a couple from Turkey from France us and my buddy Ken we travel with. He's former Air Force, former military, was this Fox Racing, and back then he's his fanny pack, and God, somebody throws like, oh, where are you from? America. I'm like, fucking shut up, man. <laughs> so we go into this place, and when we when we get off the subway, that they go, okay, everybody, just this place is probably not the best place. It's a really cool hookah bar, but you know we're not in the best part of town, mm-hmm. so everybody needs to be really quiet. Just follow us. We're going to walk down. Yeah. We're going to make a right, make a right, business. and we're going to go in. I'm like, okay, cool. So it's like under the cover of darkness, and we all, everybody's all scared. We run. We go in this little place, and we're like, the only one in there. And it's a hookah bar, Rastafarian dude behind the bar. It's a really cool vibe. We're hanging out, and we're like in this big C-shaped booth. And there's this dude in front of me in the corner, and he's just stink-eyeing me. And I'm like, what is going on? And he gets over and walks up to us, and the first thing he says is to the turkey people, so, where are you from? I'm like, where I don't know what language they say. And they're like, hmm, whatever. And they get to the person, Turkish, where are you from? Turkish England. Language. Yeah. And then they get around to my buddy, where are you from? Of course, Ken goes, America. I'm like, God damn it. And this dude just you starts. say Canada. Yeah. God damn it. But yeah. he's, he's just straight up American. And so that's, that's just Ken. And so he does it. And then the guy just starts yelling at him. What are you doing here? We're going to kill you, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, fuck. So then our tour guide comes over and gets him the Rastafarian. Bartender goes and gets him, takes him back, gives him another drink. We're sitting there. Okay, cool. Where's the, everybody's hanging out, talking. I'm talking to sure. Let's play everyone with more beers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he comes. <laughs> yeah. So then the, he comes back, and I'm like, so he asked. He asked the the tour guide's girlfriend or boyfriend who's sitting next to me, Florian. He's where are you from? He's like from England. He goes, where are you from? To me, I go England. And then somebody, I forget who's sitting next to me, something, and then he starts up again. And he's like, I've already called my friends. We're going to be waiting for you outside. You're dead. And so it ends up. He goes, I'm from Iran, and we're like, oh shit. And so the bartender goes, or the uh, the tour guy goes, everybody up, we're leaving, let's go, let's go. Yep. So we end up, take off and we leave, and we get on this subway and we get back into the main part of Munich. Well, in the meantime, I have a shoe fetish. I love shoes. And when I was over in Europe, I liked to buy a lot of shoes. And it's like, I can't get them here. So I've been trying to find this place called Un. It was called, this shoe store. So finally I find it and we take it off and we get on the subway the next day and we take it and we get off at this exit and it's right by the Englisher Garden. 
And as I start to go up the stairs, I'm like, oh my God, dude, it's right there. And as I walk up to the top of the stairs, I look to my right and there's a giant group of skinheads. Oh. And I stop and I'm like, fuck. And I turn around, I go back down the stairs. Yeah, and yeah. I go, hey guys, um, there's a giant group of skinheads up there. I go, so when we go up, we're immediately going to go left. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how they know, but European, they're, I think they're on another level of knowing this because three days in advance of that, we were walking down the street and some guy screamed at me, go back to Mexico. No I'm shit. Like, how the fuck does he know? Yeah. Well, because... It's just they have a... They just little yeah, because I don't look well, Aryan. I'm in Munich. Yeah. Well, yeah. In fairness, uh, Mexicans are Spaniards, right? Uh, no, Mexicans way. are Still. actually in, Inca Indians or Aztec yeah, yeah, yeah. Indians who are forced to become Spanish because the conquistadors from, came over there and slaughtered them unless they became Catholic. And they're from where? España? No, we're from Mexico. No, no. Spaniards were from Spain. Yeah. So the people who came and were half of that gene pool were from España, which is in Europe, yeah. which is full of... Spaniards. The whites. White Spaniards. People in Spain are not white or not brown. They're they're very white. Yeah. And so I forgot what the original point here was, but yes. Well yeah, well, but if, the reason they can tell is because most Americans yes, that's why they can tell is because they're part of the whole scheme. The whole thing was Americans are like skin color white, he's white. And that's where that stops. But, yeah. but, but but it's weird because like like to Brandon's point, they have this like almost like they can tell if it's tinted at all. Like, well, yeah, you're just not like, you're white, then you're white. That's all. Yeah. We well, I look at both of you guys, and I'm like, those look like white dudes. Like, I get yeah. like we, we're we, also we in Arizona, though. Yeah. Does that make a difference? If we were in Wisconsin, we would stand out more. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about it. If somebody from Norway came to Arizona, it came into your place. You're gonna be like, hey, these people from from around here. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But we're just so kind of you know Mexicanized that. Every, if, if you're not Mexican, so many people are half, and even if they're not half, they're quarter, and everybody's yeah. got dark I mean, I hair. Have grown up around it my well, life. and like, I don't know, like, as soon as you said you're Mexican, like, I can tell by the cheeks and the eyes, like, I got it. Like, it's not like you like like shooting dark like Mexican eyes, mm-hmm. but it's like the cheekbones that sit high, the flatter like the flatter cheeks underneath, and then like more like not like slanted eyes, like. I don't even know how to describe it. I, I, yeah, I, I can tell. I'm like, oh, he's Mexican. Yeah. I don't know exactly the, how um, to describe it, but I'm like, yeah. Almond shape is how we say that. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Slanty. Yeah, what are the Slanty wasn't say? good? Yeah. <laughs> well, I had that dog with almond shaped eyes, and I had to figure out how to ask my veterinarian. <laughs> are you like Dr. Chin? How do I, pre- well, how do I, I say like, this? I was like, uh, well, you know, she slanted all the time, and she's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my God. They have almond-shaped eyes that can look like that. And I was like, oh. <laughs> he, like, jotted down. He, like, I just felt scratch. if I was being, like, crass about the dog, it would be fine. The dog doesn't have, like, it's fine. You know? <laughs> got them chink eyes, Doc. What are we doing oh, here? Well, God, it, that's it, fucking it was, hilarious. See, and that's the thing. Is like, I was just raised weird because, like, slant-eyed to me is just, like, if you, like, are too stoned or if you're, like, squinting at the sun a lot. Because I was just raised around a ton of other white people. See, and then, like, Mexicans kind of, weed. of, like. White culture fascinates me. Especially, yeah. especially redneck culture. I'm watching Yellowstone right now, oh. and my wife, <laughs> my I was like, I don't understand. What's he saying? Why do they do that? I don't because my wife, you know, she she grew up in Utah for Letter most of her life, I, and she lived well in she lived in trailers. And I don't understand the whole cowboy culture, and I don't understand things they say. And to me, it's, it's called like, whiten up shit Mexicans invented. Like, come on, I don't you know. Cowboys are Mexicans originally, right? Yeah, the, they took the, yeah, they basically took. So the way cowboys dress, they white, took it's from called, Mexicans. It's called, yeah. white, it's called whiten it up. 
and uh, that's what chemical well, it's culture the, is. It's the American way. We're going to take cultures of somebody else, and we're going to we're going to make it our own. Oh no! Don't, Wait. Uh, so what ended up happening with the dudes with the docks and the red laces? There you are. Um, oh yeah. That's fine. <laughs> so uh, all the way back there, they're so, just like, "What's up, brother?" Actually, that, that, that is what happened. So there is a circular sink, and like we're washing our hands, and like I can feel like their eyes on me, and so I glance up and I make eye contact with one of them, and he's like, "What's up, brother?" Oh. And I said, "I am not your brother." And oh. I want to be very clear on that. Uh, I'd be like, "Yep, brothers," and then just walk away. And he's real like, fast. "And he's like, okay." And we wash our hands. And I'm bigger than all of them, right? And so like they like to start shit in large groups with people they think they can meet up. He thought he was about to find a cool ally and like immediately was just like, oh, sorry. Because <laughs> I was just like, I am not your brother. I like, and it literally like, if, if I, when I went back to my group of friends, I was like, if we see them, we're lighting up some fucking skinheads tonight. We never saw them again, but um, they, they were probably too busy like jamming out to Slayer. You know, uh, lead singer, guitarist is Native American, ironically, but whatever. Anyway. Yeah, they're not educated. They'll convert it to their needs. Yeah. Well, Again, uh, if you want, if you claim there's no white culture, explain racism. I'm <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't mom, explain racism or white culture. Listen, I kid. My dad's white. Um, I can say it. Yeah, I, got a white, <laughs> I got some white friends. My wife says that to me when I say something about Mexican. I'm like, I'm allowed to. Yeah. She's like, but you're not Mexican enough. Well, I'm like, but when just because I look good doesn't mean I'm not. When you're part of the culture and you understand the stereotypes, and that's where I think a lot of people get like crisscrossed with like applesauce. Tr- well, <laughs> crisscrossed applesauce. Well, like in high school, there were like white dudes that were like trying to roll with the vatos, and they were like, you know, got the button of flannel, and they're like La Raza. Dude, like- the greatest thing was that Malachi was in colors. And I'm like, you couldn't find any other actor to be a- another Mexican actor. You get literally a Children of the Corn, redheaded douchebag to be a Mexican in colors. I was like, that was like the worst casting ever. Yeah. And so, like, I, I, I get where they were at in intention, right? Like, um, depending upon what part of town you lived in, you actually might see Mexicans all the time, be part of their culture. Like, Mexican food has been, like, 80% of my diet for most of my life. Um, I, I, I grew up around probably interacting with more brown people day to day than I would like the rich whites or whatever, right? And so I get where people like kind of get like a misstep. They're like, oh, well, I got the inward pass. Or like, I got the, you know, I can say stuff about so-and-so because they grew, <laughs> well, they grew up in the culture, right? There's no passes. And see, that's exactly it because it's like, yes, you can grow up in the culture. I but, you said inward, like when you look inside but, yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you can grow up in the culture and you can feel part of it and that can kind of like feel like, you know, you're part of the secret language. But ultimately what does clearly separate these things is like, oh, I can't say that because, like, I also look white every day. Dude, it still bothers me. There's a couple of Beastie Boys songs where they drop N-bombs, and you're like, Ugh. listen, back then it was okay, but right now it's like, nah, uh See, I've always been like, there's a reason it's called the N-word for history's sake. But Eminem did it one time, was like, look, I'm allowed to once, and then was just like rolled up shop and just like kind of flexed Like as Dre said it was okay? No, because he grew up in Eight Mile and like was the only white person there. I don't know. Like, only person I know in Michigan. She drives by. They have a brewery. It's called Brown Iron in Michigan. They have I think the fourth location now. But every time she drives by, she takes a picture of the Eighth Mile sign. And she sends it to me. <laughs> but yeah, but this is also the same woman who went on a Kid Rock cruise. Listen, uh, there's some, probably some red laces on that. Cruise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> every city that produces uh, greatness also produces a Kid Rock. <laughs> this Arizona's Kid Rock. It's like the Ooh. dude from Discount Tire. 
Well, I mean, we have musicians. Meat puppets? Like, meat, well, vehemence. Well, no, they're pretty good. Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, but they ended up being well, rad. Like ASU boys. There was a uh, what's that other band? Gin Blossoms is out of here. No, they were just they were just like just a product of the culture. They were just an offshoot of grunge and Mill for a brief minute was like the little place I was going to take oh, off. Oh, are you talking about um, School of Rock over there at that fucking bar where they had that like it was like eighties hair metal band that was like local? Was it Surgical Steel? Was it the one who was Jason Newstead came from? Oh, fucking Flotsam Jetsam. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Yes. Flotsam Jetsam. Yeah. Wow, that was a waste. What's, what's the new there. one now? It's the, What's that new band? Um, who, Not who. Uh, They've got a really popular song on the radio right now, but I have, we have these really good friends that come in now. They're good customers, but they're friends of ours now. Mm-hmm. And my, my middle son hangs out with them all the time. He's going to go. How's the song sound? Uh, everything is like, Shake everything beautiful, booty, I got a kill or something. Shake your booty, Everything booty. is awesome. No, oh yeah, that'd be awesome, but. So it's it's his like his lifelong friend, and they've just like kind of blown up. They're gonna be playing at U Fest now, but, oh, nice. but he gives them so much shit, and it's so funny. But I was like, these guys will probably be pretty popular now. Kill all the beautiful things. Think that's Is that how it goes? goes? Yeah, that sounds like a bad yeah. Name. Oh, speaking oh, yep. of, uh, and I hope one of them are listening. So, uh, growing like up, twenty of our followers. Well, uh, yeah, growing up. Um, uh, to my friends, a couple of them, like, they all played musicians. D-D. We, yep. all, we, all, we yeah. all wanted to make bands, but some of them got more serious than others. And they would come up with these, like, in high parentheses, you two, uh, band names uh, that were objectively terrible. Uh, and I would just go buy them on the band registry and be like, I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> Dude, that's another level. Of, uh, I, oh, uh, that's awesome. I own like five band names. <laughs> and you both should fucking thank me. You got to pay. Jesus. I would not. I would be lying if I said I didn't do that for brewery names. Uh, that's, oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, and, yeah. and the truth is, if they ever did like blow up and like really were like, this name can work, I would not be in their way. But I'm like, like let's use some creativity here. Like, let's get some stuff going. Let's not worry about an album cover before you have an EP out. That's what that's yeah. most important. It's social media. You got to come up with this fake persona before you even have any music. Well, well, oh, dude, you think and, all and these like, actually, new SoundCloud rappers just sits on millions of dollars? No, well, uh, they yeah. were right actually because it was the time of MySpace, and they should have actually put more music on MySpace and tried to like. It's when you're living in an era full of opportunity, you never truly realize it. Like I remember thinking the bands that were on MySpace were like these crazy well-known bands because they had. <laughs> a very clear fan base that I could see, right? Like, the only other time you see a fan base is when you're at a concert, right? Yeah. But now I see a number on a screen, and that's bigger in my head, right? It's the same shit with, like, TikTok or anything. You're like, I, I saw the apps on the commercials and, the, like, all the shit, and I'm like, uh, sponsored ads, I'm like, that's never going to take off. And look at me now, spending four hours a night on TikTok. Till God, no shit, right? That's how I fall asleep every ridiculous. night now, and I hate myself for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I just make sure that most of my TikTok is, like, recipes and, like, stuff that I can take with me. Oh, uh, mine's, like... Only fans, girls. <laughs> Mine's like cute little dogs and and guys building cars and, and beer stuff. Yeah, you're uh, out oh, of the rhythm. Uh, we'll get to know you real quick. Yep. Do you know Trent from Cheaper Covers Tap Room? Oh, love no, Trent. I think we met him last two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, his, yeah. oh no, that was Chris Rodriguez. His, oh. he, I was talking about TikTok and he's like, I'm on TikTok. I'm like, no shit. And he's like, dude, it's like all cute dogs. Like, yeah, cute dogs, funny dogs, silly dogs. He's like, it just makes me laugh. It's fucking great. It does like, me too. I don't remember the last time I saw a dog on there. It's like. <laughs> Shitty comedy that I think is hilarious. Absurdly, like, <laughs> grotesque things of, like, people, like, getting hit by cars. And then, like, girls that are, like, following me on Inst- or on Instagram and OnlyFans, and you can see my nipples through my shirt. Oh, like, yeah, no kidding, right? That's about and it. Why are every one of them have I have heard nipples. about TikTok thoughts, oh, So you can I see the nipples. Yeah, I, I guess so. Like, we know. Like, dude, it's so funny. Uh, you'll go on, and, like, I'll be scrolling, and then it's just, like, a girl in this yoga pose with, like, her ankles behind her head on a live 
And like, like the Starbucks logo? Yeah, yeah, like just like sitting back and it's just like crotch Thank right you in for there and you're like great intention to today's dude, well, session. Yeah, it's just like just keep like these are the, for the these are the girls that Alex sends free beer to. Yeah, well, dude, you sit there and you're like, I'll, I'll click it because I got to see these comments and how many people. And there's like 33,000 people actively watching, just pounding her with free money. Like, thank you for the roses. Yes, I, people are like so hot. And I'm like, this are, is what you think you're useful for. Dude, did, the, are you did there about that picture on the chat? No, because we were somewhere and uh-huh. you're like, hey, who is that? I'm like, I don't know. She's looking for like free publicity. And you're like, let me follow her. Hoppy floppy. And, and I go, oh, oh yes. Yeah, it was, I think it was. And he goes, Oh, I'm gonna send her some beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah! He's like, he's like, He goes, "It's free publicity," and it's a, sh- and it's a lot of it. Like, dude, it doesn't matter what I think. They have fans, and their fans like the content. Like, the moment you can understand that everyone likes something a little different, I will send beer to whoever wants to put it out there and be like, "Hey, you've I yet tried to send this. me free beer. I take my shirt off all the time." Oh. That is true. <laughs> um, I don't recall asking you Wait. at this point, but. It is appreciated. No, there was a picture on the chive of this girl with just under tits hanging out for days uh, with a prickly pear wheat can in her hand. Like, <laughs> oh, that's that's the one I showed you. I'm like, dude, oh, did you see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's where it started. Did, Hop, did yeah. Hoppy Floppy get kicked off Instagram? Uh, I think she got kicked off another Instagram. one. Listen, if you want to ask me questions about Britney Spears' Instagram, I have answers for you. <laughs> uh, uh, Hoppy Floppy. Uh, she's too said, Oompa Loompa looking for me. I got, There's no more Hoppy Floppy. It's literally right there. Uh, no, because I used to follow her. And She's probably set up another there's one. There's only 13 posts. Oh, really? Maybe Bruh. she removed you. No, 13 posts. Maybe she blocked you. you you're there's like... 13 posts. That means Oh, well, maybe she new. got hit. Oh, yeah, wow, that's what yeah. I'm saying. She got... That's a sad part. Some of these things do get Old hit. Old account is back. Hoppy underscore floppy underscore beers. I just found that on top a quick search. But um, in any case, yeah, she's got big baby tits and <laughs> she's promotes yeah, beers. She's... Big veiny tits. And you, and you know what? You know, Good for people. them for carving out a niche in our industry because it's hard to, to like do something, Listen, like to take yourself different. Whether, from the whether they do it or not, gross men are going to say stupid shit. So they might as well get their fucking cash and laugh themselves to the fucking bank. Oh, These yeah. I'm all for idiots, it. Ship them beer and are like, mention me. In your, your, your the sad part, I think, is that some of these people are so desperate to do it. So I got like just it just scroll through. It's I, I like don't, it's, I like, don't understand incel culture, man. Like if you're not getting laid, porn exists. Here's the deal. Like you can call an escort. I don't know what to tell you. I uh, I've said this before it, and I'll say it again. Uh, it disgusts me that women. <laughs> I did not think you were going to open up with disgust. Sorry. It, it, it disgusts me. That women are showing their titties with beers, and I can't do it with my dick and balls. Uh, right? Just take your shirt off. I want, I, but they're doing it with that. the titties, balls, and I want to do it with my dick and balls. Great. It's coming. Tits That's great. the problem. Tits look great. Let me Everyone wants get to a following hiding my dick and balls behind. Dude, there's literally stores at the mall called Victoria's Secret that cater to that shit. Not to dick and balls? No, but to boobs. Yeah, and I want to be like... PBR, pay me, and then just like barely cover. Yeah, my everybody shot. knows the pink ribbon is because so it's people like boobs. Yeah. You're actually angry at market demand. Yeah, I'm disgusted actually at the market. <laughs> Change that. How dare you not want more I'm of this? Going to start, I'm going to start it. Let's start a new hashtag. There's a following. I got to I got to get abs first. Dude, <laughs> get the little cut thing, and then, dude, there's a there's a following for everything. I'm sure you, you don't even need to work out. You can just. Get on OnlyFans, start showing stuff, Dude. see what works. So, so um, like, when I started posting those random pictures of me just taking my shirt, because it's fucking out my brewery, it was it was uh, a joke. It's the start. They're great. 
it was a joke at first, and it kind of then took I into this thing. Getting into shape, and then no, I'm not there yet. But <laughs> but just and, okay. and it's even funny because even if people are like do like no, just just keep the dad bod. I'm like, dude, it's great. Yeah, it's like, funny, but some of the random like messages now, it's a little creepy. It's a little off putting, and I can imagine if I was a woman doing that shit. Oh, it, that I was like, just as random dude telling me something. But I can imagine a, if I was a woman, it would have been hundredfold. Yeah, women really do got to field their. Uh, their comment boxes because it's it's got to be absurd for them. I truly do feel terrible for one girl being like, I look cute and I wanted to post like a sexy picture of me because I like I am yeah. proud of myself. And then dude just like, you're hot, DM me, fuck nice, me, nice, beautiful, Check, yeah. Yeah. oh so sweet, show oh, me, I'll show me your bobs. Uh, and uh, and, and honestly, it. it'd be pretty cool if I got those kind of DMs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you say that now until you get them, and then it's it's fucking creepy. I just need people uh, to be like, a wake up call to the way women are treated in general is like letting any one of them just like give you an honest look at their dms but especially in this industry i remember a couple women were like look at this and i was just like holy shit you know it's crazy Mm -hmm. like the like these are people you do business with married that's the scary part when it crosses a line so way to bring it all back the fucking amount of creepers that are in our industry that we might hang out with and drink you know have beer with and all of a sudden a post gets made and he's like Dude, so and so like that picture, or he oh he sent so and so. Like, well, I didn't realize he was a that creeper. A wife and kids. Yeah, I'm just trying to say, I would like some DMs from married women with kids. Secrets. Kept. What if they didn't have kids? And what's that? A oh, I deal breaker. Just, or? Just trying to keep doing the inverse and just, like, <laughs> just keep. Listen, I keep my Instagram super, super personal. It's people I know. It's people I've met. It's people I've worked with. That's why you have multiple ones. I have and like so, eight. And so if, if you're producing content, <laughs> I'm liking it. That's all there is to it. Like, hey, I'm just here to support you. This is based on likes, and, and that's how your content gets seen, right? So I'm just here to support everyone. But it is so easy to just literally not be a douchebag. I have, like, yeah. it literally confounds me. Like, maybe, maybe you just know it on the other end, but, like, all of these women that I work around that are beautiful and talented and like really great in the beer industry, they're into dudes that are just chill and like they, they literally give everyone the time of day. And all you have to do is not be a creeper for four fucking seconds to get their attention. And yeah, they are still incapable of it. And there are some horror stories. And I'm, I hope to have on a few guests to shed a little more specific light on it because I can just only oh, I can try only, poker it's in the hard room. man well I can only get things third hand right or second hand however the case but you know I'm aware of buyers that ask women for nudes and then mm-hmm. that puts them in a precarious situation depending upon you know the structure and demand of their job and how they feel that they need to approach that uh, again married men making passes at supplier reps uh, distributor reps uh, just the amount of you know on trips that like a brewery takes a distributor or whatever, like some of the, you know, legendary beer camps have just horrendous, like sexual harassment, like, uh, like whispered stories that, you know, never get brought up, but it's just like, it is insanity. I don't know. Like, we've ever talked about that. I think maybe off the record, we've, we've told some stories and show that, but yeah. I was never prepared for what we did when we started this brewery that machismo that went with it. I was our very, very first oh, yeah. trip. Our very, well, very first trip. You're too close to a specific brewery owner, but... Um, uh, well, I'm not going to... I'm not. Uh, uh, for I've, sure, yeah. I, I've, I've, I've tried to keep like some of the things I said and like some of the stories I was thinking sure. about. What am I going to talk about? What am I not going to say? Yep. So some of these things are general, absolute generalizations, but our very, very first um, Brewers Conference we went before we opened was like 2011. It was in San Diego. Yeah, that was the one. And we were there and 
I didn't know like, oh, you need to book these bus tours beforehand. And ultimately, we ended up doing our own bus tour, which because I planned them out, was also the bus tour where there was groups of brewery and brewery owners and brewers on it. And we kept running into random people, and there was like groups of these people from sure. Arizona breweries. Okay. And we were at Alesmith. Ran into this guy. We'd already ran into him a couple times. Like, oh, yeah, how you doing? And he walks up to me and goes, can I hug your wife? And I go, what? what? And he goes... Your wife's pretty kind of hugger. I go, that's up to her. And also, and you're weird as fuck. No. Yeah, it, I, I was like, no, I know she's not going to, but I, but she was almost like, this was not your. Is this property. like what we need to do? Is I'm just being right. polite, yeah. and you know, the brewery doesn't exist anymore. I mean, they kind of exist because they still have beers out there, but um, it was fucking nuts. I was like, that was awkward. And then it was the next year or two years later. It was in DC, mm-hmm. and we kind Three of crashed years. a party. That was for New Belgium. Remember, we used to go to uh, across the street from Church Key was um, something pig. I forgot what it was, and we were going to go to that party. Sure. And um, we end up. It was it was books. We went across the street, and there was the one. It wasn't Church Key. I forgot which one it was, but it was putting on New Belgium, and we just acted. We knew we did. We walked in and like got in. We were there with another local brewery, sure. and we're hanging out and blah blah. And some random sales rep for a big regional brewery out of California kept coming up and hanging out with us and stuff and we're hanging and um eventually it was so packed you couldn't find any place and i was like dude there's fucking bottles of pliny and i just kept drinking bottles of pliny and i found a hanupa from uh what's it cigar city mm-hmm. drinking yeah. that we're hanging out sitting down and april comes over me she goes we gotta go and i go why she goes we have to go i'm like everything okay she's like yeah but i we need to go i'm like all right so we get up and leave. She didn't. She didn't want to tell me. She goes, "I didn't yeah. want to tell you in there." She goes, "Because I know this is going to be a fight." Yeah. So she goes, "So so and so was there." I'm like, "Yeah, we saw him. We talked to him." He's like, "Yeah, he kept trying to get me to go in the bathroom to give him a blowjob." Uh, this guy's married with kids, and he was a local sales rep for a giant brewery. At there or for here? For here in Arizona, uh, but the brewery's based in California, and at first she kind of laughed it off that he was kidding and kind of, but even, fuck, even kidding. But then she's like, no, I realized then eventually it's serious. And How incredibly smart of her to, uh, to not tell you because she knew it was going to be a fight. Exactly. And that's why she said. I'm like, it wouldn't be a fight. She then waited until we were go, it like been a fight. four blocks away yep, before she been a fight. told me. Yep. And as I said, I've never become that close to being like, fuck, this is going to And it wouldn't happen. have been a fight. I would have walked him and clocked him in the fucking jaw, dropped him, fucking stomped on his head and yeah. walked away. It, it was shocking to me. So that was like, this industry is different. So we had to have that conversation. And, we, and when we started the brewery. We had this little pizza place right by our, our, our house, and he was a little pizza joint. So we were looking at what we were doing, and he was super cool, and he met with us. And, and I remember him having the conversation. He's like, just be prepared for the employee fraternizing. He goes, and then you have alcohol involved. And he goes, I can't yep. tell you over the years how many people I've had. Something happens. He goes, just I, I can't mm-hmm. tell you just how to – avoid it but just how to avoid it so he gave us that warning of yeah. it but when it happened firsthand i was blown away oh yeah i was blown out and i was pissed and then when i was doing my podcast well, i wanted also, to do an episode about there's it there's the uh just like the blatant just absurd guy out there that's like that dude was asking your wife while you're in the building yep to suck his dick yep like, some people just have no shame and they're just like yeah dude we can do this right now like what the fuck? Like, it just doesn't even... I can't even wrap my head around it. Yeah. So, yeah. here we go. I've been drinking, so I'm going to tell this story. I haven't told this story to anybody. Yeah. Beautiful. So, go on. the way I've the way i done this, you know, people I did, they um, 
you know my story. I went to Colorado Boy. I went to Seaborn. All this kind of shit. And I be, and that's how I was able to like well, really you learn a lot. Over a bunch of stuff you didn't talk about, but go ahead. Yeah. So um, so these guys I knew that had a brewery, I would go work with them in the summer. I would go hang out with them, and and there was two of them. that were brothers, and uh, fuck, I can't believe I'm telling the story. Because <laughs> you're feeding me this. So um. They, I would go up there and we would go out and then the one brother was married and the other one wasn't. So we would go out. I'd go out with the married one or the unmarried one because the other one would go home to his wife and kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I remember his brother telling me one point, keep an eye on him. Okay. Whatever, dude. Isn't that think your brother? <laughs> yeah. And we would go out and I would see sometimes, but he was single, but actually he wasn't single. He was married. Where did but you he say was, you went out to? We were in Colorado. Okay. Oh, and, wait, so uh, the married brother was like, hey, watch out for that dude. Yeah, he was telling – so literally he was saying, keep an eye on my brother. Okay. Because his brother was also married, but – Said he was single. But didn't – Basically acted like he was single. And yeah. I didn't realize that, but he was married and his his uh, his wife was like a doctor of some type. And I didn't think anything of it. I was like, sure. okay, nothing. I haven't really seen anything. And then yeah. after like the third or fourth trip, I was like, now I'm seeing shit. Mm-hmm. And then when we were opening – um, he would come out and help me in my brewery. He would take time off because we became really good friends. I yeah. was friends with both of them. And you know, I'd be doing graphics for their truck and they would come out and they would help me do shit in my brewery, help me set up my glycol system. And it was cool. And then right before we opened, we went out one day. They came to town and uh, we were we went out and we were hanging out. And we were drinking all day and doing a bunch of shit. And on the way home, something just wasn't right. And I can tell. And I was driving. I was a DD at that night. And... Something wasn't something wasn't right, and I saw something, and I was like, "That did not fucking just happen." So I went back and I confronted this dude, and I was ready to go to blows. And it was fucking awkward because he stayed one extra day to help me get my shit up, and then went home. And then after I had days to think about it. And then ultimately, I started telling him, what fucking right? What made you think it was okay to touch my wife? Ooh, buddy. And I just, that's that's when I realized that this industry is unlike any other industry. Without any doubt. And I was not prepared for that. And like when we have talked, we've talked about that was our hardest year of our life because we're starting trying to start this and being thrown into the fire with this shit. Absolutely. To have somebody do that so that I was so is- trustful with that you literally they stayed at my fucking house. Yeah. When they would come to town, they would stay at my house. People suck. Yeah. People mm-hmm. suck. And it's literally it's like you like I fucking trusted you, man. Like mm-hmm. exactly. I brought you into my home. I fed you. I like, mm-hmm. put you up. Exactly. Like, yeah. I'd pick you up at the fucking the airport, fuck bring you back. Here. Yeah. And it's like to have that happen, that just it just and and after that Kind of everything for us kind of changed, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I don't want to be those, involved with that. Yeah, you got to put those walls up. Yes. Yeah, that's. <clears throat> well, that's so I've had I've had a I've had a few reps, uh, kind of point out quietly, to me about what other guys like married guys and all these should have been doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shout that to the world. Let everybody fucking know. That's who what who I sucks. say. I'm like, I'm like, you say it, and if anyone has anything to say about it. I'll go talk to them. Shout it to the world. It's hard though, yeah. but when I had my or podcast, tell me and I'll shout yeah. it to the world. I did. Yeah, I, I did a podcast with with like women of the industry that I knew because. So I had my wife. I had a local sales rep, a for a distributor, um, a brewery rep, and another rep that was in the industry. Brought them all on, and I wanted them to tell their stories. Yeah. As we're talking, I realized pretty quickly that every one of them was afraid. 
Oh yeah, they didn't want worried about losing. They didn't want to drop names or getting a job after they lose their job. Like when we when I shut the microphone off. Everything changed. Oh, yeah. Names came out. Stories came out. And I was yeah. like, fuck, I wish I could have done this. But it's not my spot to throw that out there for, for them. But personal. every one of them was afraid. And I was like, this is fucking sucks. And yeah, like, I, uh, so at, when I said all that. All you do is support them yeah. and their Dude, decisions and actions. Right? When I did say that to, uh, to one of my reps, I was like, well, shout out to the world. She's like, no, I can't. I'm like, all right. Then just quietly tell everybody. That's also how you do it. Because there's people I know that I... And there's people I've been homies with that I was like, this motherfucker's rad as shit. And they tell me, I'm like, fuck that asshole. I didn't know that about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody. But as a, just a, yep. a person meeting a person, I don't know whether they're fucking secrets, but they seem to you and me great. And then also you're like, sure, oh, you're doing that? I see them. Give them the wave. Like, ignoring you. Not going to deal with you. Uh, fuck that motherfucker. Move along. Yeah, we're in an industry right. that's it's very broad. It's very large. And it's every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. There's bound to be bad seeds in that. And that's why I think everybody's got their cliques and they've got their groups and their people they hang out with and their inner circle that they trust and they talk to. And mine has become very small because at first you're like, you're starting, you want to be friends with everybody. I'm friendly with pretty much everybody. I'm friends with a good group of them. But then there's a small group that I'm very, very tight with. And those are the only people that I will have conversation with and be open with and drop names with and stuff like that. But those other people like, no, I don't know you and I don't trust you. And then you, you keep, it keeps getting weaker and weaker and sure. weaker outside of that circle. Well, in a lot of that, again, back to the entire, you know, point is that's because we keep finding out more and more. And it's, and it's not even like, well, maybe it's just like such a crazy clear, like that wasn't a misread. That wasn't a misunderstanding. Like that person is actively breaking bad. And making us look fucking like animals. And it's just, it's embarrassing too because like, I know that like the alcohol aspect of it kind of lowers people's walls. And if you're the kind of person who's hiding a shitty person, alcohol, you know, lowers that barrier. Yeah, us in the industry, we know that that alcohol kind of brings out the more true person. But I always say it it fuels any fire. It makes me wonder if they're in any other industry though, how long that would go unnoticed or untalked about. Because I actually am very proud of the women that work in my industry. They're fucking ballers, and they kick ass. Dude, Liz and, beat me in the... Oh, wait, I'm not allowed to say this. Oh, um, Fuck. oh, I know. Yeah, um, she you need to finish beat that, beat me. I know. I, dude, fucking... Nice she's a dog. champ. She's the champ, dude. I love her. She's the best. I'll tell you off. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For it's sure. a secret underground... It's, it's a secret underground competition. Yeah, so. oh, she sweet. fucking whooped me. Not the first <laughs> round, but combined, Dude, she smoked me. She's got a mean right hook. Because uh, there are some badass women in this industry. Without a doubt. And it is really cool. Mo- mo- no most of them... I would say most of them are, right? And this is an industry for people born from fire in the first place. Dude, well, I'll tell you this. Like, and then you have these women not... that just get these DMs filled like it's... crazy. And you know they're all going through it. And... And they have to make that decision, right? Like, do I stand up for myself right this second and make it known and hope this works out? And then if it doesn't exactly, I'm fucked uh, in this current industry and maybe a handful of others. And, like, who knows what kind of – we've all seen it happen, right? And We've only ever had guys on this podcast, and that is not for a lack of trying. Yeah, it's like, not. Yeah, when they I've, don't want to come on this podcast, they've got secrets to spill, right? And these, these, these girls get up every day. They they put on their work shirt and their hair into a ponytail or whatever, and they put on their sneakers and they walk into the lion's den and mm-hmm. they know they're doing it every fucking day, and it is. I'm just I'm proud of them because they're hard as fuck, and uh, I just I wish that they were more. I mean, just less gross men, but at least 
uh, I guess if you're doing this industry, like fucking stick up for these women. Like it's insanely how much people will just be quiet. I, I literally tell them all the time. I'm like, I will say it as loud as you want. Just say what yeah. you want to me, and then I will go tell everybody. Well, yeah, they're like, like, well, I can't say anything. If you're a Fuck, woman, man, just when you're ready, even if let you me want know. to be silent about it, silently tell everybody. Uh, yeah. I think that's yeah, your like wife is thing. in the industry. Mine is. To an extent, but she still has a day job, so we have insurance. So it's not like she's there interacting with it. I work with my boys. That's different. Mm -hmm. If my daughter becomes involved, which I don't think she ever really will, she's absolutely going to blaze her own path. She is a different level of, um, how do I say it? We talked about Yellowstone, and I was joking last night that my daughter is like Beth. So she will be okay, but I don't want her in this industry. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't... If it happens, I just don't want to have to address that or have that happen. Yeah, I mean, but just like, you know, your boy's working at the bar now, maybe give her enough of a peek into, you know, operating a business and running a restaurant to teach her something and just be like, and before it gets real gross, uh, go do something else. Yeah. Yeah, she does it. Please please don't stay here. (laughs) No, that's 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 the hard part. But as, as a dad, you know, that's my number one priority. There's nothing in the world I love more than being a dad. Without a doubt. And um, sure. I love what we do. I love that we make beer and it's a fun industry, but there's nothing more that I love than being a dad. But I don't want my daughter in this industry. It's yeah. sad. It is. It really is sad. And as, as, as hard as I would try to protect her, you know. You know you can't, right? Like, yes. Well, it's all brings like the toughest women out of things too. Like, right? like Yeah, so the women who stick in this industry, they, a lot of the ball's on them. Like, yeah. They're hardworking and they, they, they're hard on their, uh, they're hard on themselves. They're just fucking, they're, they're badass bitches, man. Like they're, they're just bad bitches. That's all there is to it. I mean, they, they like they outperform. It, we we know a lot of the same ones. I'm sure we're referencing the same with you. But like, I would say that even ones that I don't know well enough or haven't always like known well, I still see them like get recognition for a third of the work they're doing. Constantly out there grinding it. You know, I'm I'm very blessed because you know. Uh, Hashtag blessed. Liz works for me, and all I do is hear how amazing she does in the market and how constantly she's just murdering it. So I give her what I hope is uh, an equal amount of praise uh, that I should be. But, like, again, women a lot of time, just especially in this industry, they, like, oh, literally, like, I remember um, uh, she worked for a local brewery. She's moved on to a more regional one now. But uh, I would watch her bust her ass with, like, mountains of work and then just be like, Way to go, Team X. And it was like, well, that was her. And then you guys were just like, it was us. And I'm like, true, it's a team effort. But like, literally single that woman out at least once and just acknowledge. And because you don't do things like that, she left. Right? And like... It's insanity, but so we do need to wrap this up, and I because yes. uh, I definitely got to take a piss. But I would do want to finish on a uh, on a high note. Um, you said at the start you don't go to beer fests. I don't. As a brewery or as a person, you have a beer fest creature story for us, don't you? I we could go on for another hour on this. I know, and we could go on. And Bobby specifically how minutes. long I can hold my urine. <laughs> I could not fit this into into five I'll, minutes. I'll figure this out. I'll, I'll hold. So. So I'll, I'll, I'll put it this legs. way really quick and easy. I'm West Side. I don't get the props because I am West Side. Any West Side brewery does not get the props or love that Central Phoenix, East sure. Valley, Central Phoenix, Macy, Chandler, we don't get. That was kind of the first it's, thing. That was your hill people. 
<laughs> pretty much. <laughs> no, I can't say pretty much. We got a good thing going on, but yeah, it's great out there. It, it it is different. You know, it is a different vibe. And I've had it, your beer. It's great beer. You got a, a solid setup when you get look when you walk in there. I like the vibe of the place. Thank like, you. And that's you've what, got a solid brew. And that's what it is. Like, I didn't get in this industry because I wanted to be the next Stone or Dogfish. I got in this because I wanted to brew with my kid, hang out with my kids, work with my kids, make my own beer. Yeah. And just pay my mortgage. Yeah. That's why I did it. Do I want to expand and grow? Of course I do. Of course. But when I do when I do beer fests, if I set up at Steel Indian Park and do strong beer, when people go there, what are they doing? Oh, hop slams. I, I love hop slams, so I'm, I'm, a little, I'm going to try to track some down tonight. But literally, <laughs> oh, hop slams on tab, you know, 120s on tab, so-and-so is doing this and that and that. They're not coming to, oh, Richter Aleworks has a, you know, an IPA or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I'm not because I'm a little small, little tiny brewery in the yep. suburbs of Peoria. I get no press. I get no, you know, customers who are going to come out of their way to come see me yeah. in that West Valley. That's why I don't do it. If there was a West Valley one and it specialized in West Valley breweries. All day, yeah. Then at that it point, sense. it is promotion for me and is yep. advertised for me. And when they did a couple of the West Valley ones, it was great. But the promoters that that did it and even, oh, here we go, fucking Guild that did it, they fucking dropped the ball. They did a yep. shitty ass job on yes, it and did. it killed it. I'm with you, man. And uh, so that's why that's why I don't do it. I don't do it. Do I like going to the beer fest? I used to love it when I was a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm over it. And yeah. as, as a brewery owner, I don't want to spend three days, a days of prepping, a day of doing it, and a day of cleaning yep. to go give away a couple thousand to dollars of beer. give away choice cherry kegs. Yes. And I'm, I don't get the benefit out of it. I'm better off taking that money, taking that beer, and donating it. Or doing an event in my backyard mm-hmm. yep. of something else where I, w- I know at that point I will get the, the support and the return on investment for that. Dude, I, uh, I I told my team, I told my distributor, any beer fest I do, if they sign me up for a beer fest, I'll go to that beer fest. Uh, I'm bringing my top two performing beers in my core lineup, and that is it. But it's not. But for me, as, as a brewer and as a brewery owner... I hate nothing more than brewing the same beer twice. I like to experiment. I want to have oh, fun. Oh, sure. And so I technically don't have a core beer. Mm-hmm. I have core styles and a core, yeah. you know, a West Coast IPA and a juicy IPA yep. and, a, and, a, and a wheat beer, but they change every time. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones that are kind of my core beers. But if you had it at, say, Strong Beer or Real Wild and Woody, by the time you come to my place, most likely it's a it's different gone. variation. Yeah. But then again, 99% of those people who are at that festival don't come out to Northwest Peoria to try it. And they didn't remember what they drank. Exactly. Yeah, because they, they had some barrel-aged shit or some, you know, yeah. whatever it was, some, you know, 10% beer somewhere mm-hmm. else. That's why I don't like them. Just, like I said, I got into this because I like to spend time with my family and my kids and have a good time doing it. And I'm trying everything that I can. Like just Alex said, we want to spend more time reaping the benefits of For the sure. hard work you put in the last five years and taking time off and taking vacations and, and, and doing this. So what's that creature? What do you want that creature? <laughs> Who's the beer fest creature? You know you've been there. There's been, God, there's been so many, but I've only done, I didn't do a lot of beer fests. I mean, I remember the fucking paramedics showing up to people freaking out. Like I just like on the way here, I listened to your last episode and people pissing in that stream. Oh yeah. I was like, dude, there's fucking people peeing in this little makeshift river at Steel Indian Park. Yeah. I'm like how many sexual, you know, predators are right now doing that or going to get arrested for that kind of shit. Yep. I remember that the chick having convulsions because she was f- having, you know, drank too much and oh, being yeah. wasted there. 
I mean, when the when the helicopter showed up to haul somebody away because they were so intoxicated, and then at the time it was the guild booth, and somebody's like, "We need to call the I know one. We need to call nine one." He's like, "No, you need to call nine one. That has nothing to do with us." And I was like, "What? This is your festival." And they're like, "No, you need to call nine one one." I was like, "This is your festival," and I was I was kind of shocked, really surprised that that was the reaction for it. It's like I I I just I just don't like the way this is going, and. That's the sad part that it's just it's it's gone from breweries promoting their beers to the promoters trying to make money on it. That's a fact. I mean and that's, that's exactly what I mean it anybody like I I tell Alex all the time like we should figure out how to how to start a beer fest and like make a beer fest. I that's would love nothing built more around it, but the the labor and the knowledge of the legal and the setup is it, it's so much more than anybody thinks. If anybody can do it, Alex can. Yeah, and I still think we could do it. And I think we can do it where it's profitable for us to do because I, I love volunteering, but I'm not going to spend that kind of work for free. Uh, but if I can make some money, I can give most of it back to where the breweries are. I'm paying for kegs. Uh-huh. I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to make a dope-ass beer fest where a lot of that money goes right back into it so the consumers have an amazing time. Uh, I just know, hey, this is how much I need to make to just – be willing to do this because I'm not sitting there going like, oh, I need I need to make ten thousand dollars myself working to do this beer fest. Otherwise, it's just not worth my time. But I think no, what people do they're trying to I'll justify make... salaries and income. That's the way it should be. One of my favorite one was um, what's it called? The Brewers Invitational. They picked like 20, 25 breweries. Oh, that was right after Fritzy died. Yeah, yeah, and it was great because it was like let's pick these kind of like hip happening breweries, yeah. and of course, everybody's gonna be butthurt if they're not taken and i understand it whether you are or not but it was a small intimate one and these people are there for the funness of it and the and the fanness of it and that's what makes you it makes you want to like okay you know for this festival i will put that barrel aged beer out i will Mm -hmm. put this more expensive beer out because it's more fun it's not i'm just not one of 150 brewers there just on tap i'm Mm -hmm. not going to do that those are the festivals i like and when people come knocking and want me to do that kind of stuff those are the ones That's like, when you, do you know what? I'll do it. I just yeah. don't want to be another one just for your promotional flyer. That yeah, when there's a hundred degrees there. So I'm nobody. I'll say that I do love Real Wild and Woody. And I, and I often say that. I like, liked it when it first started. I don't like it anymore. When I show up to Real Wild and Woody, I don't give a shit about the consumer in reality. I'm there to impress my peers. Yeah, that one is a... And uh, but it, what I also experienced is I did the Wickenburg Oktoberfest. Wickenburg! Wickenburg. Um, and I'm going back to one in March. You know why? Because that place fucking rocks. And because they're doing that Oktoberfest in, in March? No, no. They did an Oktoberfest. It was rad. Mm. They're doing another beer festival in March. Marchtoberfest? Pro- probably for St. Patrick's Day. I don't know, man. <laughs> okay. They're just another beer fest. Well, explain. Well, I'm telling you. It's just another beer fest. I don't know. What I'm going to explain is that the Oktoberfest, a success, and while they're throwing another festival, was amazing. As, attending as a brewery, it was awesome. Like, they took care of us. Like, they made sure that we had everything we needed. It was small and intimate. Like, I felt like anyone that I did talk to, I got time to, like... But it was also busy as shit, right? Like, and that's exactly it, right? Like, I recently showed up to Brouhaha, which I don't like because the organizer, the where where he sharpens his pencil is on the necks of brewers. And that's unacceptable, right? Like, brewers should throw more festivals for themselves. Like, the thing that I've felt that strong beer has always missed is they always try to do this, like, brewers breakfast, brewers brunch, brewers... Bloody Mary bar, but it's always just haphazardly thrown together by a handful of people who have donated products to us. It's it's kind of a, a, a footnote in everything, 
and it doesn't build any sort of community. Like the Santan Brewers breakfast is always awesome because like it's done for brewers and the food's great and the atmosphere is awesome and and it's and it's done with the right approach in mind, right? I heard they're not doing it this year. They are uh, doing the Brewers breakfast, yes. Oh, yeah. Pro- things like that are so. super cool. I mean, th- we can make a whole other podcast about. I mean, he knows about my opinions on this shit. But that's the, the, when I first kind of started this. These are the stories that I heard of what the industry was like and what it was. Well, there was camaraderie. It was, yeah, it was a we're a team. Let's the camaraderie has gone out the door without a doubt. And every, it, it's more competition it's such a now. Yeah, man, everybody's got well, that one what, guy they're beefing it's, with. It's what happens when you let a lot of the brands we grew up idolizing get acquired by capitalist uh, investment firms, and then right like. I, I was just explaining to the other day, like the Kenarchy purchase will have so much more ramifications than anything so far. And people are like, you're just, you know, it's like, oh, the sky's falling every time. Kenarchy was a collective of breweries that I kind of didn't approve of in the first place. It was a bunch of guys that were like, we're independent breweries. We're going to get together and use our money to bully smaller brands like the guys we hate. And I was always confused by that. So, um, because of their business practices. But then they sold to uh, Monster, whatever, to a giant firm now that, so it's it's not about independence and it's not about all these values that we've bought the brand buying into and that's fine and well as a good but the macros that my children are going to be exposed to are going to be dale's pale ale <laughs> uh long hammer right fucking dogfish torpedo dogfish Adam, you know we'll see what sam adams and dogfish does yet um you know i saw sam kelly go and give a keynote at the distillers conference and he's still got a little bit of Fired his ass. Um, but he also hasn't sold out to a firm yet or, or, or a corporation or one of these like shitty venture capitalists yet. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, like I get it. Like Budweiser has the best brewers in the world. Like I get all of this, but like it's it's about like doing local business and like taking care of your community and all the and all the stuff we sell. And like if you build your brewery to a certain size based on those morals and those values and you turn around and you spit in the face of them in order to take money and walk away. Like, I know everyone in the world is always like, it's business. I've reached enough money in my life. I could make more money. It'll never make me happier. I can do more stuff with it. So I will continue to do more stuff with more money. But, like, I just don't get it sometimes. And, like, I thought people got into this business to, like, like, I always felt like I was surrounded by trailblazers and iconoclasts who were off doing something else. We're just like, fuck this. It was five, ten years ago. It was. And, And, again, like, we've corporatized our own special club i guess and it, it, you know it, it, it all is what it is but that's what we're here to do is talk shit about it um bobby's gonna die i'm gonna piss so, so let's you get some a, you need to put a bathroom in here I, I dude i would love to, i got a jug over here there's gotta be a bucket somewhere uh, yeah i mean, um. I mean we're, we're pretty high on time too so um yeah nobody's ever accused me of not talking so uh, it's been a good episode today you might beat out jake johnson he might get mad at you I'm coming for round two, brother. <laughs> All right. So we always finish up with a uh, industry shout out. Um, we we'll always go first. Give you a minute to think. Somebody want me sh- a business you, I want to shout out about? Yeah, and you could. That's also easy for me. absolutely plug yourself. Easy uh, for me because that's the whole point of this thing. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna plug you. myself. People that uh, come to my place come to my place. We exist, but I will tell you this. So they're right in our parking lot. Is this guy? His name is Fabio, and he's got Ooh. this Italian food place. It's called Fabio on Fire. He's actually from Italy. He's only been in the U.S. for like six, seven years. So many businesses heard about him and, and found out about him and were actually hiring him and using him to like mentor them, including Maynard for his Italian place in, in uh, Cottonwood. 
That's rad. And oh, nice. That place is really good. Yeah. So he decided at some point he got tired of the last place he was at was another Italian guy. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do my own place. And he opened up across the parking lot from us. Him and his wife run it. Food is fucking amazing. It's He's um, constantly listed and he's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. He's taking over the suite next door. We love those guys. Fabio on fire. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then also to tag on that, um, I mean, you're in Peoria, but there are so many people out there that are checking off, hitting every brewery in the state or just trying to find a new brewery. Uh, it ain't that fucking far of a drive to go hit up Richter Brewing and check out some rad beers. Like, if you're going to go to, I don't know, it's a fucking, if you live in Phoenix, you're in an East Valley brewery. Like, you can go the other direction. It's equidistance for a lot of these things. You just don't realize it. It's funny. Bad. When I heard somebody tell me one day, it blew my mind. I came all the way from Phoenix to, to try this place. Literally, bitch, Phoenix is like seven miles on the highway yeah. from here, if that. And it, like, you like, came all the way to Peoria. Yeah, like, I went to D.C. and drove into Maryland to see a farmhouse brewery. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. 30 minutes car to see something you want to see. Like, get the fuck out of the car. Guess what? You're not pushing that car. Dude, people, like, a lot of people, like, stay in Scottsdale and then drive to the Grand Canyon the next morning. Yeah. Lots of people. Like, you drove seven miles to see my brewery? Cool. i still never seen yours. <laughs> I, I did. Uh, only because we did a collab and Alex wasn't even I, there. I really would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I really did want to be there to show it to you. It is impressive. Um, yeah, I'm waiting to I, go. And I, and to I do like him and Johnny are there, then I'll, then I'll go. We're, yeah. we're always both there. No, you're not. So, because uh, I'm yeah, still going to piss, is, uh, uh, my industry shout-out is uh, Courthouse. Ooh, right, yeah, of course. Uh, the the pink boots arm wrestling on the twenty third. Shout up. out uh, February twenty third. It's a Wednesday. Uh, it's a pink boot society. Um, you know, it's an organization for like female brewers and female female industry members just trying to. Uh, it's more of education and, and camaraderie of being in the industry. Uh, they do a great job. It's a charitable organization. This is their yearly event that like literally knocks the socks off of most events in arizona it was the definitive event of 2019 it is outstanding no doubt uh it is super fun uh if you're just hearing this you're not going to be involved in it but you can show up and just drink and watch like wwe style arm wrestling competition (laughs) from industry women uh at a bar you i promise you you will have a great time it is it is the most absurd event that gets put on in the year. Oh, yeah, it's great. And it is so much fucking fun. They have walkout music. They have posses, outfits. Like, it is crazy. Isn't Jacqueline the reigning champion? Oh, yeah. Semi Jack Stallone, I hear, is the <laughs> reigning two time. Does she come uh, out to over the top? Uh, uh, under pressure by Queen, because uh, everybody else can be under pressure. Her pressure. Brother. No, over the top. I figure she comes out as, but she does come out with the uh, the Bonnaroo hat and the shirt, and the, the white shirt, the, the the suspenders. I'll have to show you some pictures. <laughs> so this, I, uh, I'm actually going to be one of the referees there uh, this year, and I'm going to be real drunk. Oh, that's what Alex would slip in 20 bucks for. Oh, no, no. I'm coming down on the champ. Good. She's got to earn it. Good. First, first of all, it, it, it's real clear it takes her half a second to beat everybody. Robert was too easy on her. She got to keep them elbows no. and the wrist tucked in, locked in. I'm coming down. Dude, I'm, afraid of, ja- I'm afraid of Jacqueline. Are you kidding me? Oh, she would crush me in a yeah. wrestling contest. No, no question. Yeah. No. She'd beat me. I mean, you can, see, you can see my physique on my Instagram page. So, yeah, Jacqueline <laughs> would totally smoke me. That's, that's uh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, but it is, it is 
a it's quite the event. Phenomenal yeah. event. Well, thanks for letting me have come out here and be on your little podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for it. coming it all the way from California. Yeah, I know shit, right? I got to make it all the way back sure thing. before sunrise. Well, we do appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to give a local shout out and we're going to get out of here. Perfect. Um, and just real quick, uh, I did check the email. You motherfuckers aren't emailing us. I know I said I wasn't checking it, but now I am. So, Assholes. Industry secrets at, industrysecretspod at gmail.com. My local shout out is going to go to a place I was at this afternoon. Uh, because it's seven weeks old. Um, the Garden Bar in Phoenix. I went oh, there and did a, a sensory panel with um, Kim, who's the head of the bartenders, uh, the national chapter. Thanks for the invite. Uh, are you in the bartenders guild? No. Oh, well, that's how not you think any the guild. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> Too much of a loader. So I uh, went and saw some familiar faces there from my Bisbee trip. I actually happened to be wearing my Bisbee shirt when I went, which was awesome. Uh, but it's like literally like this really intense, like, they take like cocktail making like very seriously as like this like kind of like food like experience, um, and then they uh, they use these like um, they're not even they're almost like simple serves but they're liqueurs specifically made to like interact like that and like be um, it's almost hard to it, that's kind of how you explain it it's a simple serve that's a liqueur but like thyme or cilantro or like what the fuck ever right and uh, they do these incredible cocktails they've got scratch food and they've got this like big open like garden area it's. It's really cool and worth a fucking check out. So I would just get over there, say hi to the crew. I think uh, Aspen uh, is bartending over there, and I think I think Kim was the owner. Where is it at? I'm correct. Uh, Roosevelt and Sixth. Okay. So it's right as you get off Seventh uh, Ave. You just take that left, hit Roosevelt, take that left, and you're right there. So perfect. Yeah, it's a cool little place. Uh, like I said, they're very young, but uh, they uh, they they know a fucking cocktail. So local shout out. And with that, we're gonna get the <laughs> fuck out of here. All Thanks right, for Bobby. listening. Until next time. Peace.